will own nothing. And you will be happy. Number 22177? New transfer? Yes. Good. Look up. So what do you think of your new work pod? Pretty nice, right? Yeah. It's a bit cramped though. Oof. That's bad speak. I'll let you sort it out. See you at the mandatory Shibuya roll call dance later today. Yikes. You have violated your employment smart contract. Replaying offending speech. It's a bit cramped though. This statement is in direct contradiction with the verified Snopes fact that OpenOffice 2.0 work pods are comfortably spacious, combining the safety of closed cubicles with the communal spirit of OpenOffice environments. You have been deducted 20 good boy tokens from your weekly income. Warning! Protected weekly income is insufficient to meet your weekly rental payment. Please ensure that your wallet is appropriately funded within the next 68 hours. Oh. Oh my god. I coomed. Big oof. <clears throat> Indeed. Welcome, my fellow podsters. Hope you're doing well in your pods. Uh, hope you've been uh, enjoying the bugs um, for breakfast, uh, lunch, and dinner. Uh, you know, it's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> that's actually pretty well made, I gotta say. I sh I'm just trying to track that down and see who did that, but I, I have not uh, uh, been able to find the original source, but uh, well made, well played, whoever did that. 
that's our future right there, ladies and gentlemen. If we don't, if we don't, uh, if we don't stop this, uh, that's coming here. Here's an accurate chart. If you put on the glasses uh, on uh, Agenda 2030's Sustainable Development Goals, uh, right there on the screen. Uh, of course, down bottom, uh, put on the glasses, and you have the uh, <clears throat> we call it faucet in Spanish. I think there's a similar word in. Uh, uh, English, English as well. I think that's Latin or something. The correct, the correct, uh, like the 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 answers uh, that are unlocked, unlocked for you right there. Okay, where were we? Oh, that's right. We're doing a show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> okay. Got to get my stuff together here. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Henrik here with Red Ice TV. Today we're doing No Go Zone because it is Wednesday, my dudes, and it is September 29th, 2021. Uh, wherever you're joining us from, thank you. Wherever you're uh, tuning in, doesn't matter. We do appreciate you. We are going to, uh, we have another jam-packed, I should say, uh, show ahead of us here. So I, I guess I should kind of just get going with things. Um, but, uh, well, if you do want to join us, enterpostream.live slash TV. That's a good option. Uh, we read your chats on the air, whether you have uh, questions or points, stuff like that. I see Den Mother over there says, love the opening bumper music. Yeah, that's uh, M83. Uh, it's actually from the uh, Oblivion uh, soundtrack. Uh, actually, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Hans Zimmer's uh, Batman Beginning <laughs> soundtrack, which I played, I think, last... Uh, was it Friday Friday stream or something like that? Uh, but anyway, Oblivion soundtrack, yeah, M83. Very good stuff. Uh, okay. We've also given out an Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey.com slash at TV slash live. You can join us over there. I see... Uh, cranky Cracker over there. Thank you. Simply with the Red Ice TV and a, and a big heart. Thank you. We do appreciate that. Uh, very kind of you. We also have uh, Cointree that we're uh, trying out, experimenting with that. That's a crypto chat. Super chat. You can attach a couple of messages to um, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Litecoin or Dash. Uh, the other cryptos. I don't think you can, but they have what basic attention to token, Ripple and Monero, but I'm not sure why you can't attach a message to those, but uh, what are you going to do? Okay, so let's uh, let's just begin here, shall we? Uh, I was on um, PWR, Patriotic Weekly Review, with Mark and uh, Jason earlier today. Uh, do appreciate them inviting me. It was a good show. Definitely check that out if you missed it. Uh, it was good. It was good to uh, talk with those boys. They do good work. Check out our latest Weekend Warrior show with uh, James Edwards here. He sat in and guest host hosted. Is that what you call it? Uh, guest hosted with me uh, and the Weekend Warrior show episode two hundred. So we reached uh, kind of a milestone there when it comes to the Weekend Warrior shows. That's up right now on RedEyesMembers.com. Uh, very good stuff. All right, so let's uh, let's begin with this here. It appears that a uh, comet is heading our way, boys and girls. Uh, uh, no, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to strike uh, this time. Uh, we'll see. It's, it's kind of remarkable, though, that they're just kind of finding out about some of this stuff. Um, I think it was earlier this year, maybe February, that this first broke uh, when they discovered it or whatever. I guess they do trajectories and stuff like that, but apparently it's going to be one of the largest comets comets ever seen, uh, which is heading our way, and it will peak in 2031, it turns out. It's called the uh, Bernard, Bernard Denely, Bernard Denely slash Bernstein comet. I don't know, it doesn't have a ring like Hail Bop did. Hail Bop was a good was a good name. Remember the uh, Heaven's Gate cult on that one? Remember the uh, Nike's commercial? You know how Nike has that uh, Saturn kind of the 
I mean, they, they, you could say it's like a check, you know, check mark or something. But I mean, come on, we know about Saturn symbolism, right? There's a Saturn, the rings of Saturn uh, on their logo there. And it says, just do it. And all everybody in the Heaven's Gate uh, cult, which was led by uh, CIA, I think maybe it was FBI operative, uh, Marshall Applewhite. Great guy, by the way. Uh, I think their website is still up, by the way, Heaven's Gate. <laughs> uh, they killed themselves all wearing Nike shoes. Uh, just do it as it was. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if we get any big uh, mass suicide cults, uh, you know, taking off this time. Apparently it was a, a spaceship hiding behind Hale-Bopp, and, and apparently you would have to kill yourself to uh, to get to get a ride, you know, to the next uh, stage here. So we'll see. But anyway, uh, apparently uh, not going to crash into the Earth, at least uh, at least for now, what we can figure out. So uh, too uh, too bad, I guess, uh, if you're like me. Uh, wanting to uh, wanting to end the misery sometimes, but uh, what does it matter anyway? Because it has been confirmed, ladies and gentlemen, we do all live in a simulation. That's right. It's totally not an April one uh, fool's joke or anything like that. <clears throat> Elon Musk uh, confirmed it to us. We do all live in a in a simulation. It's all confirmed. I was actually watching a <laughs> I was watching a uh, documentary on this recently. Um, God, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like very cringe and very poorly made too. But um, it was, I think it was like streamable on Netflix or something like that. Uh, I uh, I watched it, I think through a web service, some other way, like maybe not YouTube. I forget what it was. But anyway, it was like simulation theory and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and apparently there's a, a good uh, a good crowd out there that believes uh, that we do live in a simulation. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of it yet, uh, unless it's some big cruel joke, all of it or something. Or something like that, uh, but uh, you know, uh, it is. I think it was Nick Bostrom that was one of the main proponents of this. I think he's Swedish, by the way, uh, but he's working in one of the, I, I think, universities in, in the UK or the US. I forget where, uh, but yeah, pretty popular theory actually. And uh, <clears throat> you know, they uh, used the Matrix as, as the reference, of, of course, you know, all this kind of stuff. And um, after the uh, change, though the updated Matrix version, we'll see what we'll see where that theory goes, or, or we'll see how you can use uh, the Matrix, uh, you know, kind of moving forward. Uh, but you know, if we do live in a simulation, uh, none of this kind of stuff matters. Our history doesn't matter. It's all uh, it's just all a big joke, right? Um, no heritage, no history, uh, no attachments, right? We just uh, it's just a computer uh, joke by some uh, alien. Uh, anyway, they did find a um, Ice Age. Um, ex or or a camp settlement of an Ice Age uh, exploring group 12,000 years ago on a Scottish island. A camp. Interesting. Archaeologists believe they may have found a campsite used by Ice Age explorers on a Scottish island. And of course, this takes the memory to um, things like the, uh, the um, Clovis culture, right? Where they basically walked across the ice sheet uh, most likely, uh, maybe even as high up as Iceland, who knows, and then basically descended on the uh, um, North American continent at that point. Uh, this could very well be the same culture, we don't know, but uh, it would make sense if they were way out on one of the Scottish islands right there. Uh, excavations at Ruba Port, uh, Antselich, that's, that's long complicated names there in Scotland, Who? what is this about? Uh, on the east coast of uh, I. Uh, I think it's Isle, simply, I, I lay maybe, uh, have recovered long flints like those used by 
Orensburgian travelers from the north of Germany and Scandinavia around 12,000 years ago. At that time, Islay would have been a rich tundra landscape covered in shrubs, plants, herbs, with the travelers uh, among the first to explore this newly opened up landscape that emerged after the glaciers that covered Scotland, uh, that covered Scotland, began to melt. Now they argue that they moved across with the ice sheet. I guess even before the melting melting period uh, um, began. But uh, it's an interesting uh, uh, theory, right? The Solutions. We've heard about that before. We've talked about it too. Uh, could be connected to them. Maybe not. Maybe this. Er maybe this is later. Maybe this is earlier. But I think it's around the same uh, time uh, time frame, basically. The long tanged point blades would have been attached to an antler or bone shaft and used to clean animal skin with evidence of tool making also found. Professor Steve Mithen from the University of Reading said these blades are very distinctive to Ice Age Scotland. This gives us a really good indication that we have an Ice Age campsite which dates to around 12, uh, sorry, 11,500 to 12,500 years ago, which is interesting because that's that kind of uh, catastrophe... Um, uh, marker, if you will. 11,500 years ago has been given as one of the uh, kind of node points of one of the latest catastrophes or, or, or um, uh, cata you know, cataclysms, basically. Uh, right at the end of the Ice Age, potentially this is the first preserved Ice Age campsite in Scotland. Interesting. Uh, at the time, the sea level would have been a little lower than it is today and the temperature a lot cooler. But of course, it's gotten warmer after that point. Remember the... Uh, forget how far back you have to go for that, but I remember that uh, Greenland, I think it was, was once subtropical if you go way back. I'm just wondering, is that before? That's got to be in, was that before the ice sheet or was that after? Got to get my, some of the dates right on, on that, but uh, it's, uh, it's shifts are tremendous uh, in temperature, uh, in ice coverage, in these kinds of things. And so, you know, that's, uh, that's before SUV. So what are you going to do? Uh, okay, so there are some of the uh, pictures there of the tanged pointed blades. I wonder how similar they are to Salutrians or, or the uh, Clovis culture, uh, which they tried to uh, cover up uh, over in America. Um, all right, there's some random stuff for you here, guys, in the beginning before we get to uh, some of the main topics here. I'm going to talk about Greta Thunberg a little bit later. Check this out. Talk about uh, <laughs> able, body ableism. You do have to turn to some Eastern European countries to get this. The inhabitants of Cluj Nup. Napoca in Romania are allowed to use public transport for free if they do 20 squats. How about that? Uh, pretty based. Uh, it's funny because we live in that time now where it's like you can't, this would be a, you know, ableist and you know, that would be body shaming and stuff like that. And uh, But then at the same time, with the ascendancy of the COVID stuff, they're like, we're going to, you know, like the UK government is doing now. We're going to track you and how many miles you run and what kind of food you eat and make sure that you, you know, that you stay healthy, basically. Uh, but they still come down on this kind of stuff. I mean, it's kind of silly. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want to stand out in public and do 20 squats just to get a ride with a damn bus. But it's the but it's the point, right? You see the point? Like, it, it, why are there not incentives for people to stay healthy? We're like in, in the West right now, uh, in Western Europe and, and, and America and stuff, we're like in the, the complete opposite, right? We're like, the, the unhealthier you are, the fatter you are, the more out of shape you are, the, be the better you are, basically, essentially. That, that, we're, we're, this, we're this close to this now. Uh, we'll see if COVID changes any of that or not. But, uh, well, good for them, for, uh, Romanians. Keep, uh, keep those thighs and butts in shape. Good stuff. All right, uh, if you follow my Twitter, you might have seen this already, but this is uh, big breaking news here, of course. We did have, um, and I'll just call it, we'll ha we had a terrorist attack 
in uh, Gothenburg, Sweden here. Uh, Tuesday, was it Monday, you know, early Tuesday morning, I think it was then. Uh, Swedish time. Uh, an apartment complex in uh, the uh, part of Gothenburg called Anadol uh, in Sverige. Three stairwells or uh, entrances were evacuated. We had hundreds of tenants that were forced out of, their, of the building. There was a triage on location. Um, I forget the update. I should look at how many people actually were injured. At the time, it was reported that 23 people at least were seriously injured. I do. I don't know if anybody has died. I should. I should uh, uh, follow up on this and see if there's anyone that actually died from this. Uh, and of course, as I wrote, it's 99% um, chance that this is diversity. I'm calling it just just a hunch, you know, kind of thing. But uh, you know, we have gang feuds uh, in Sweden. Of course, we have uh, big gang feuds that are trying to take over, um, run the city essentially. And uh, the police, the legal system is losing control entirely. Uh, and this kind of stuff is not commonplace. We have a, like a grenade epidemic in Sweden, stuff like that. These are immigrant gangs, competing criminal gangs. Now, one of the sources here claimed, too, that there's a, uh, uh, there is a police man that was working uh, in the, uh, well, sorry, I should say, policeman living in this building that was working uh, on immigrant criminal gangs and stuff like that. And was one... Uh, a couple of sources I saw that were theorizing that this is a probable target. Now, the police did came out and say, and, and you know, I, I called it early, but, you know, big surprise. Uh, they said it was it was not anything, you know, an accident. This was a, a device that was planted there uh, intentionally. Uh, so, of course, which makes it, it it's a bomb, right? Uh, the smoke was so heavy that people, some people were jumping out of the balconies on the, ba on the backside. I think we had some footage of that, too. Let's see if we can find that later. Uh, but this is commonplace now. Uh, I remember going there, this is, geez, what is that, 15, 15 years ago, maybe, maybe even more, uh, that part of Gothenburg and stuff like that. And I mean, it was, it was somewhat bad even back then, but now it's like out, completely out of control, right? They've lost control of the, of the city entirely. Absolutely. There's, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, it, it's, it's incredible to see this kind of stuff, right? Uh, just bombs going off, terrorism. Imagine if there was white people doing this kind of stuff, right? Imagine if the, they would have called it terrorism immediately, out, without a doubt. Whatever the irrelevant of what the target was and stuff like that. But of course, because it's immigrant gangs doing this, then that's not the, the, the discussion. I, I've seen several articles now in the Swedish press where they're basically throwing up their hands and saying, you know what, we can't fix this. Basically, it'll take this. This is a, their strategy. It's going to take us up to 10, uh, 10 to fifteen years to solve this issue. They argue, uh, the police, politicians, and things like that. And it's not that they're going to crack down hard on crime or anything like that. They're not going to like enforce harsher punish, punishments to make sure that these people that are doing these kinds of things make sure that it's like it's definitely not worth it because if you get caught. Um, you know, for these kinds of things, I mean, if they kill people in these kinds of things, um, give them the death penalty. If there's like no, if there's no doubt that these are the guilty uh, people, it, it, you know, either deport them immediately or or give them the death penalty. Why, why should we even pay for these people uh, to to rot away in some uh, in some jail? And some of them even yeah, they get out after not that long time anyway. Um, so the the and I'm kind of being just slightly facetious here. But there's been these discussion that they call them uh, uh, particularly vulnerable areas or, or, or exposed areas, right? Which is, uh, you know, slang or euphemism um, for immigrant-dense uh, uh, suburbs. And, of course, it's Swedish people's fault because we, we're not letting them in, right? We're not giving them jobs or, or giving them more money. 
So then they turn to criminality, and that's so it's our fault, of course, right? Um, last time I checked, though, when uh, Swedish when there was an economic uh, you know crash back in the nineties, um, early nineties, uh, all the Swedish kids they, they you know they didn't have jobs, they couldn't go out, they couldn't go you know get get a foot into the um, you know employment market and stuff like that. Well, they didn't they didn't go around killing people, murdering people, and turning to drugs all of them uh, or drug dealing, right? So I, I, just my guess here, but I, I'd argue there's a different different in in, in temperament here. Uh, between the different ethnic groups, but you know, what do I know? Uh, so the strategy is basically to uh, provide plenty of lemonade uh, and cinnamon rolls to the young immigrant uh, uh, groups now, uh, so that they see that we're uh, we're Swedish people are, are nice and we want them well and we want to have them part of our society. Uh, so if we play our cards right now, maybe in ten to fifteen years we can solve this. So the the bombings, presumably from the authorities' point of view, will continue. Um, the murders and the rapes and the humiliation crime, all of that will, will, will continue until kind of the the uh, the boost of the lemonade and the cinnamon buns given to young immigrant kids uh, that they grow up and then you know they, they, they feel they're accepted and part of Swedish society. Uh, here's uh, I think this was uh, expressed in one of the uh, rags in Sweden. One of the journalists here said, uh, "Police cannot solve gang crime." It is the class division that must be broken. That's right. So it's, this is a, just a class issue. Uh, this is Marxist. This is what happens when uh, when when your brain uh, is on Marxism. Uh, if we just if we can take some stuff from the Swedish people and give more of it to the immigrants, then they will. It basically a kind of a bribe, essentially, if you will. If we just if we just pay, could we pay you more money? To not kill us and and rape us and and uh, attack our kids, it's not going to work. Obviously, because they do not respect weakness. Uh, in fact, they uh, their instinct kicks in on weakness, and they think it's funny. All right. Um, okay, so that's basically uh, up to date in terms of what happened there. I think we had some. Did we have another? Uh, well, there was a squat thing there. Uh, there was some footage here of people shouting from the balconies. Let me see here. Turn that up. De här bilderna tagna från innegård strax efter explosionen i Göteborg tidigare i morse. This is taken from the inside of the uh, what do you call it? The the uh, the, the courtyard in, in, inside of the house after the bomb had gone off. There's a guy on the ground here basically trying to coordinate and see if they can get them to go back inside uh, or if they need to stay on the balcony. The smoke was apparently so uh, thick and dense that uh, many people were stuck out, out on the balconies. Då sprang jag ut med paraplyer och jackor, säger hon. So this is a terrorist attack. That was short a clip there, but uh, this is a terrorist attack. Uh, and they uh, they will not call it what it is. Uh, we know what this is about. We, it's just it's just basically down to is it a gang feud between the criminal networks that are competing, levying for jockeying for power, uh, or is it um, uh, you know, or or, or is it uh, a target, uh, a Swedish target? That's the uh, that's the that's what the discussion is about, and and, and the police chief uh, confirmed that, of course. Ah, uh, good stuff. So anyway, uh, get the Thunberg is back in the news again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this, uh, of course, because these are the environmental issues, are the biggest problem that we have in Sweden. We gotta, we gotta, you know, not immigration or not out of control violence or rape or anything like that. No, no, no. Uh, just like Iceland, you know, in, the, in their le latest election, the most important issue they claimed. I'm not even sure if that's true. I'm, I'm sure it is. 
what I call the green uh, climate agenda is, is the very one of the very top questions. I guess that's what happens when you're mostly an ethnically homogenous nation. I know they're trying to change that now, though, right? But uh, uh, you, you get to worry about like things like sucking carbon out of the atmosphere. Remember that we showed that. Uh, little video, <laughs> the Daily Mail story the other couple of weeks back. Iceland is, is like turning on the first uh, uh, factory that's going to just suck at, you know, carbon out of the atmosphere and bury it in the ground. I'm, I'm not sure if Bill Gates is part of that, but we played that clip with him too of his breakthrough energy catalyst. He had four points, and one, and the, one of the last points he had was this very thing. of, of uh, We're living in a world where these maniacs are like, uh, while we descend into pods put on the VR headsets and eat the bugs, they will begin sucking carbon out of the atmosphere. Uh, which, of course, is depending on how much of that they will be able to do, will be a death sentence for uh, the plants and trees and algae and everything else that actually is producing oxygen for us. So the bottom line is uh, we need less uh, development, we need less houses, uh, we need less urban landscapes, we need more forests and trees, and woods and green areas, right? And we need to have more carbon in the atmosphere because that's plant food. And then they give back more oxygen, which means things will grow richer and bigger and fuller and all that good stuff, right? If you go back in the record, uh, this is what you can find. This is what you have, where you have most animals and stuff like that was much bigger uh, in the past. And that reminds me, I should have showed that when we uh, talked about the uh, the Ice Age find. But I tweeted this, uh, this is a, maybe a week ago, maybe more now, see if I can find that. They found apparently, a, like, a, a, an, and this is a somewhat older news, but they found an entire wolf's head uh, intact in Siberia. And this is like, was it 30, I think it was 30,000 years ago. I'm scrolling down in my timeline here on Twitter and see if I can see it. And it kind of reminded me of this too, that, that, that discussion of like how everything, the longer it is alive, the more, the, the kind of, the more, the weaker it gets. The I mean, there's a certain kind of, it gets refined, I guess, to a certain extent, and 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 you know, if you believe, you know, evolutionary pressures and such is put on animals and creatures and stuff, and and I mean, there's some predators that have certainly gotten you know more refined, but it was the further back in the record you go, the more like raw, and uh, I mean, in a way, intimidating. Here it is, the more raw and intimidating it, it was. Check this out. This is just crazy here. A, uh, it, it, I mean, it almost looks like a, a bear or something. Look at that. That's a, as a wolf's head of oh, 40,000 years ago. I thought it was uh, 30,000. 40,000 years old wolf's head, uh, almost intact. 16 inches, and compare that to the modern gray wolf. Now, of course, the modern gray wolves look, you know, it's smaller, but it's, you know, maybe slicker, right? It's like a, but it's like, that's like an electric vehicle if you compare it to this, you know, diesel guzzling, you know, combustion engine monster at the top there, right? Uh it's just, it's crazy stuff, right? And 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 everything goes this way. As far as I know, maybe there's a bit, you know, think of the mammoth, right, or something like that, like how just intimidating and big and raw and just you know, I mean, even even human civilization uh, uh, goes in this uh, direction. It does it, things actually doesn't evolve; they devolve, right? Some of the some of the most extraordinary things that we've built was like early on in civilization. Look at the like the Egyptian pyramids and stuff like that. The the, the earlier in the time period that they built the pyramids, the more uh, mathematically like exquisite they were and stuff like that, and then the longer the civilization you know survives, essentially the the worse the worse it gets. It's kind of like us, right? 
maybe that's part of that death and re like renewal cycle or something like that too. Like a phoenix out of the air, it takes a crash or or like really hard pressure to do something really extraordinary and be, kind of reboot things. And then there's a raw fresh energy of sorts in that, uh, which kind of a refined and 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 softened uh, civilization has, for example, right? Isn't this even why the Romans were like kind of in a, in a sense, kind of attracted to the uh, barbarians, which which basically just mean, I mean, you can't spell Aryan without, you know, barbarian, you know, but um, or you can't spell barbarian without Aryan, uh, but it simply meant they, they, they were unshaven, right? It means uh, barbaros, right? The beards, bards, um, unkempt, right? Uncivilized. But they, 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 they came to like that. They were like, ooh, they're so strong, <laughs> right? And we're kind of, we're kind of, we're kind of right there. Uh, as well right now we're we're losing something that's that's the point um where was i going with this how did i go from this to uh, greta thunberg here okay uh, whatever let's go back, let's get back on track here greta thunberg let's play this clip here um god crazy ice age right um it's very x files this with the the black goo symbolism that, that that's there but let's play her clip first uh, of her talking, where is she here? Here she is. Her latest speech was uh, was was incredible. This is at a conference called Youth for Climate um, in Italy, and this is a little uh, excerpt from her fantastic speech here. Listen to this. There is no planet B. There is no planet blah 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 blah. This is not about some expensive, politically correct, green act of bunny-hugging or blah, blah, blah. Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. Net zero, blah, blah, blah. Climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders. Words, words that sound great, but so far, doesn't sound great has to me. Led to no action. Our hopes and dreams drown in their empty words and promises. Of course, we need constructive dialogue, but they've now had 30 years of blah, 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 and where has that led us? What do we want? Justice. When do we want it? Now. What do we want? Justice. When do we want it? All right, <clears throat> fantastic. Do you like that? Blah. Uh, she could just go up on stage. She just said, "Blah blah 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 blah." Uh, this is a little, uh, you know, a little uh, establishment puppet here that's being sent out uh, to do the bidding of the. And she's like, "You're not listening to me." And I was like, "Well, you're standing on you're standing on on these uh, on the on the main like floor of uh, the United Nations. Bankers are pushing you to the forefront. They're applauding you and all that kind of stuff, right?" Uh, that's how crazy this is. Uh, she's giving given every uh, all kinds of attention that she uh, doesn't deserve, frankly. I uploaded to our Telegram that classic uh, uh, ten. What was it? Ten. Uh, ten reasons why I got the tumor. It's, it's a fraud. I recommend you check it out. It was uploaded December 2019, and I think 
I think that the, uh, was it the YouTube deleted our channel like a few days after or maybe a week after that was uploaded or something to that effect. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and uh, maybe that had something to do with it. I'm not sure, but I'm not saying she's like a David Hogg that as soon as you begin talking you know, about her, you're like immediately censored or something like that. But it is a little curious, to be honest, um, why, there was, why that happened with that sync. I think the video kind of got in the realm of was it like five, almost reaching 500,000 views or something like that? And she's basically tied to, a, you know, a, a network of elitists that are seeking to use the, the climate scare and the, the environmental panic um, to, um, uh, to bully people into changing their lives, right? Uh, and transform uh, our societies. And of course, it's for the better because these people are looking out for us. Uh, they truly want to do what's what's best for us, right? Um, but yeah, so the black goo symbolism, it's kind of interesting. I'm actually trying to find or download another clip. Or I'm not sure how, sure if this is the time to go deep on this or not, but uh, it is kind of interesting. The black goo, there's actually a lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot of references to this. And and sure, I, I assume this is supposed to represent oil or you know something like that, right? But this is a, a Guardian uh, paper, Saturday. I've never seen it before, actually. Saturday, the Guardian paper, uh, and they released this with the one eye symbolism. I think I think for the most part, when she is in magazines or some kind of pr promotional stuff, uh, they basically always have her with the one eye, and we, we, of course we know what that what that's about, right? Uh, there was some other, you know, pictures like this on her Facebook channel and stuff like that, or her Facebook page, I think it came from. Her, like, crying, crying the black goo, <laughs> crying the oil, right? Uh, but I do have at least a couple of clips, and this is, you know, this is this is far out there, and, and some of you might enjoy that, and some of you might not appreciate that or whatever. Uh, but let me play these real quick regarding uh, some of the references. Let me see here. Okay, that clip is at the end of this. Uh more aesthetic, uh, some parts of this than, than informative, perhaps. But uh, but check it out. It's a lot of celebrities, a lot of these uh, the, the worst of the worst uh, people that are you know often seen in a setting of you know black goo. Like uh, uh, what's her name again? Uh, God, Christina Aguilera has a music video with the black goo in it. I think Madonna has done something. I think uh, um. Lady Gaga, I think she has some perfume or something, and they saw this black, the toxic sludge of the black goo. But the kind of the tie-in here is basically like a transhumanist thing, right? People are talking about the graphene, uh, gra graphene oxide, right? And uh, and although it doesn't look like this, it's it, that's a different thing, right? But it's kind of alluding to this, like either that nanobots are like transforming everything and just turning everything. I mean, the Michael Crichton, the the author of the book, that kind of launched this concept from the beginning. Uh, that was called a gray goo, uh, I believe. You know, we basically turn everything into just a you know self-replicating nanobots. Would just turn it, everything into more self-replicating nanobots, and it would just be a, a, a gray goo or a gray dust even uh, left at the end of it, right? But you do have the references in like an X Files and stuff like that that, that. that there's something that's taking over the body and things like that. But anyway, check out this clip here. Uh, it's a few minutes here, but uh, you might enjoy this. Uh, let's see what you think. Here we go. The stronger the magnetic field is, the closer together the spikes form. 
So first let me show you what happens when I move a regular magnet near the ferrofluid. You can see it just sucks it up to the magnet. some talk of using this sort of nanotechnology to target drugs. So if we attach a specific drug to the nanoparticles here, mm -hmm. um, we could put it in an entire body and it would all be dilute. But if we target an organ mm -hmm. with a strong magnetic sure. field, we can actually cause all of the drugs to go. So if we attach a specific drug to the nanoparticles here, mm -hmm. um, we could put it in an entire body. Entire body, entire body, entire body. What's it doing to him? Changing him. Into what? There could be a magnet used so that we could... You could target that stuff using the tiny nanoparticles. Wow. And then take the field away. It disperses throughout the body. It disperses throughout the body. It disperses throughout the body. So it's something people are working on. It disperses throughout the body. Entire body. Miles takes me down to the banks of the River Thames near Vauxhall Bridge in front of the landmark headquarters of Britain's Secret Service. All right, so we're outside MI6. Why are we here, Miles? We're here because the British had a spoil of war in the 1980s from the Falklands. They had a brilliant new find called a sentient fluid or a black goo. Black goo. Because it was black and it was goo. Okay. And it responded to electrical stimuli. They brought it back to England, brought it up to a much warmer temperature. It started to respond. Things went badly wrong in the labs. It's a black goo is a... It's an sentient. intelligence? It's a sentient fluid. They wanted to develop it as a weapon. That whole concept failed. The whole concept went wrong. And they dumped it in the sewers. So what it's doing now, it's going through the bacteria. It's going through all the living life forms. It's exploring everything. Is it in me? It's in you and it's in everybody. So it's now. coming out of here right now. It's in our water supply. It's in our taps. It's in our... It's in the air as particulates. Is it dangerous? It's not dangerous unless you are hostile to it. It's in a learning stage and it's being conscious and it's communicated with people. What's it communicating? It's communicating that it's here to clean up our mess. Wow. 
I feel like I'm going back down the rabbit hole, and the chilling endgame of my journey is... Black Goo. If we do not sort out our problem, it will. And that means complete deletion of everything on the planet, reset to zero, the Earth will start again. Who knows about this? Like, it, which bits of government are aware that there's a sentient goo the in our systems? The black goo is the biggest single story that people want to know about. And there's very few people who really do know about it. All right. So, of course, a little uh, sensational there at the end. Uh, I'm not sure if that's... I mean, it's anecdotal. It's a different take on the Falkland uh, Wars, the Falkland Islands, which was kind of a weird war between Argentina and uh, the UK, right? Maybe there's other resources, but, you know, you always get those uh, kinds of things, right? So, yeah, so the, the anyway, the, <laughs> the issue here is the, the graphene oxide, you know, living nanoparticles, they react to magnetism. People have talked about that this is in the vaccine and things like that. It's basically like a transhumanist... Uh, thing that's changing us and we need uh you know we need to be dependent on this or the, the you know i i have heard about the um the targeting though of medications at certain specific points with magnetism we talked about that a while ago um optogenetics is that is is this idea that you can i think you can switch on and off right the genetic expressions with light you can do different things you can manipulate with it one of the problems they're having with that version or the yeah that version of manipulating the human body is at least at this point you can't penetrate that deep into the body with the, with the light you can do it on like surface level so what they're working on now is to using nanoscale type magnetic uh, liquid essentially or nano I mean this this is kind of a type of nanobot but you would I, I assume you would direct it at least in the early stages until it's like intelligent and can find its own way and things like that. You would direct it with magnets or magnetism, electromagnetism to certain portions of your body. So you could like direct it with magnets and, and put it over here. And as he said, like release medication, medicine uh, at certain uh, places and stuff like that. And I've heard both things. It's like, oh, it's not true. Graphene oxide is not magnetic. Yes, it is magnetic. And, you know, all, all these kinds of things. Right. Uh, but they are working on this. Um, you know, graphene oxide, if I understand it, is, is like a, a almost like a two-dimensional like ply and things like that that they're using. This goo thing is is something different, like li that's like a liquid. Uh, but there's so many references for it, right, in the movies and stuff like that. Uh, I saw this video. Let's just check this, check this out real quick here uh, and see if this is any good. Uh, ferrofluid, right? The magnetic liquid. Material scientist. Uh, and Christmas lecture Mark Middowink demonstrates some of the weird properties of ferrofluid. Ferros are related to, uh, that's the root for magnetism, I think, right? Ferro, fer like a ferro rod, for example, right? Uh, this liquid is literally dripping with magnetism, containing a suspension of ferromagnetic nanoparticles that make the liquid response responsive to external magnetic fields, generating unusual patterns, shapes, and motions. Let's uh, check it out. I mean, and again, I haven't seen this video before, so maybe it's sucky, but let's check it out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, On the scale of one ton of weirdness, this comes about 433. Is it the blood of some strange machine, you ask? Do you, do you ask that? <laughs> I ask that. No, it's not. 
So this stuff is very odd. It's called a ferrofluid or a magnetic liquid. And what's happening here is there's a magnet down there and a, and a bolt which the magnetic field is being traveled, channeled through. And the liquid is, is reacting to the magnetic field. That's really odd. Not many liquids do that. That's because this liquid's got tiny nanoparticles magnetite in it. Now normally if you put that kind of particle in a, in a water solution, it'll just get ripped out by the magnetic field. But in this case, it's been coated with a surfactant, and that surfactant is an interface with the water which loves the water. So they're held into the water, and that makes the liquid behave as if it's magnetic. It's pulled along with the particles, and so it's kind of channeled into these different shapes which are all defined by the magnetic field. Reminds me of chymatics. You guys familiar with that? Uh, you can control, let's see if there's still some on YouTube on that by the way. Chymatics, like you can control things with, um, uh, it's the wrong keyboard. I think it's chymatics. Different sounds, you can create different shapes. Let's check this one out here. I haven't seen any of this before, but, you know, you can create, basically, you guys remember Dune, right? They control things with sound, sound is a weapon. I mean, essentially, it's a frequency, right? This is what they're learning about the human nervous system and stuff. All this connects with transhumanism. We're in the early stages of them experimenting with some of this weird shit, right? The weirdest thing ever, which is like just total manipulation of all matter, essentially, right? And of course, if you can go down to the most granular level, nanoscale, and have each particle intelligent or being driven by something or work together like a school of fish or something, you can produce some of the weirdest things ever, right? But it all comes down to sound, right? Just like in the Dune movie. Uh, it's, it's a weapon uh, of sorts. Frequency, that's what it is. As they're learning the language of the nervous system and the different you know, organs in the human body and stuff like that, they learn to manipulate these things. Uh, we're right at the cusp of that. So this is this is cutting-edge stuff, right? But I haven't seen this video, but let's see what they, what they do the in this one. The film we're about to see has no characters. If you spare a little of your imagination, it is a film to describe to you the effect of cymatic frequencies on matter. Oh, more black goo. Great. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, I guess, right? But this is like an art, this is like art, you know, like an art version of what they're, you know, involved in doing or something like that. I remember this, some of this research was like back to the, you know, 80s or, you know, maybe even earlier. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Uh, you can do stuff with sound. That's the bottom line. But uh, maybe this, the, the black goo that we're talking about is driven or, you know, steered, whatever you want to call it, uh, by something completely different. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. So uh, so th this is not, it's, it's, 
this stuff is everywhere right now. This this type of symbolism, the black goo stuff, it's absolutely everywhere. Uh, and so some new new subversive symbolism uh, has just uh, dropped dropped, ladies and gents. Uh, let me. I'm ending up behind here on on entropy. Let me take a couple of these. Um, Seeking Truth says, uh, God bless you guys. Did you see the Marine um, Lieutenant Colonel that got in jail for speaking up about uh, Biden, Bidenistan? Bidenistan. I did uh, hear about that in passing. Yes, I don't know what the details was as far as I understand it. Um, he was basically, what was he asking for Biden or the brass to apologize or something like that, I think, right? And uh, they basically put, put, put him in the, the brig, right? They put him in like solitary confinement or something like that. Um, they'll keep this guys like that. They'll like, they'll like torture uh, people like that. That's how crazy it is. I do have to, put, I, I do have to uh, find out some more details about that. So thank you for reminding me, Seeking Truth. I, I saw it the other day in passing and I forgot about it. Maybe worth covering. But yes, essentially anybody who's dissenting, anybody who's speaking up against this regime, uh, they're going to get them. <laughs> that's that's what they're trying to do here. Uh, root them out. Uh, Europa Pride says, judging by that woman's smoking hot ass, I guess, the, what are you talking about, the uh, the squats lady or something? Uh, she's been riding free on, <laughs> on the bus for a while. Um, yeah, she looked like she was in shape. Uh, that's for sure. Black, thank you. Black Phillips says, Henrik, uh, have you seen that the Biden administration's new uh, hidden green tax? Um, it's supposed to be Eight cents a mile. So if you drive fifty thousand a year, that's four thousand dollars in a federal tax. It's unlikely to pass, though. Yeah, but the point is they keep trying. Uh, and then the, the you know oh well we got okay well we got the uh, four cents a mile you know or something or two the Republicans agreed to three and a half cents a mile you know th that's something that's going to happen and then it's there and then they up it right that's how they do it but yeah I did hear about that. I thought that some of that crap passed under these two, the massive bills, the $1.5 and the $3.6 trillion. I thought that like, it was a bunch of this kind of just complete garbage weaved into that. Maybe that specific wasn't part of it, but they're trying. I mean, the Green New Deal was like essentially part of, as, as I understand it, of the uh, of that infrastructure bill, right? Uh, just Seethe says, um, each one in that audience watching Greta wearing a disposable mask uh, that will end up choking a dolphin. Yeah, there you go. That is a huge problem right now massive uh you know littering of these things and of course it's not just you know some biodegradable uh you know cotton or something no this is like uh <laughs> interesting enough there's actually graphene oxide in in many of the masks right that that actually came out many of those masks uh it's a synthetic fibers so it doesn't break down easily and stuff like that and it's just like you know um coral reefs are like riddled with these things now but you know it's 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 you know we, we we have to cut back we we can't live in houses anymore or drive cars right uh, I mean this is happening in Sweden now too this is and this is the plan this is part of the absolute zero kind of thing right my my uh, mom was sharing with me the uh, super high electrical prices and and we'll give, we'll talk about China later there's a like a, a power shortage I guess there now as well but essentially. As they begin to do away with, you know, uh, coal power plants and things like that, and they do not replace it with nuclear or some new exciting technology like uh, tokamak reactors or, you know, fusion or something like that, right? Uh, allegedly, some of them are trying, right? But as they're doing that, um, you know, wind and solar and, uh, you know, water is like it's, it's only going to get you that far, right? So they're f essentially forcing people and forcing certain countries and in the U.S. at certain states now that are putting, uh, you know, putting 
laws in place now that say after 2040 or 2030, you're not allowed to buy a combustion engine uh, driven car anymore. It has to be electric, an electric vehicle. And initially, of course, you got, you know, um, what do you call it, rebates or you get like, you know, cheaper, you get kickbacks, t tax breaks essentially from government when you buy, buy some of those vehicles and stuff like that, right? But now it's like the electric prices are so high that it, it costs you like an arm and a leg just to charge your car now. This electricity has got to come, in, come from somewhere, right? Uh, it's all a plan to just corner us into a, an impossible scenario where we cannot win, right? But it's all for the earth, you know? Uh, vegan Video says, uh, blah, 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 and build back better. Start with uh, three Bs. Uh, the three Bs is 666. That's right. Yeah, I've shown that graphics a couple of times. It is kind of good, though. Uh, same thing with the World, uh, yeah, the World Economic Forum. If you actually look at how the circle slices through some of the letters, you could argue that it's, it's uh, 666 right there. <laughs> People see it, though. Uh, but yeah, that's an amazing speech. Blah, 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 blah. Build back better. Thank you, Vegan Videos. Appreciate that. Um, okay. What else do we have here? Well, quick mention while we're on the uh, environmental uh, garbage trail here. Uh, at the Apple, the Apple money, uh, all the iPhones and the iMacs that you bought over the years, they're, uh, they're of course, uh, still plaguing us uh, to this day, even though Steve Jobs has, has moved on to the next dimension. dimension his wife, Laureen Powell Jobs, uh, is investing a, a meekish, is that the word? A, a meekish $3.5 billion in uh, a new climate action group that's this is what you know this is why you won't be able to drive a, a combustion engine car in the future it's like people like this right billionaire philanthropist because we the, we love those so much they're doing so many good things for us Lorraine powell jobs is investing 3.5 billion in a new group aimed at addressing the climate crisis the waverly street foundation will focus on initiatives and ideas that will aid underserved communities okay so it's anti-white in there too got it who are mostly impacted by climate change the spokesperson said so see how these things are interlocking that's what we showed you the uh uh the sustainable goals earlier like the uh the un sustainable goals agenda 2030 and all that stuff it's like uh, open borders, you won't be able to make a move, you know, blockchain, digital, fourth industrial revolution, internet, internet of things, internet of bodies, you won't be able to like walk across the street without like the right, you know, certificate on, on you know, in your whatever, your, either on your phone or embedded into you, your physical person. Uh, but the borders will remain open though, right? So cl yeah, climate, climate impact, those are underserved communities who are most impacted by climate change. Uh, we've talked uh, covered that in the past, right? The the ra racist uh, in, uh, racist environmentalism. The investment um, to be spent over the next ten years will include climate action solutions such as housing, transportation, food security, and health. It basically means everyone but you who are watching and listening to this uh, will uh, will somehow benefit from these uh, the money coming into this. If you're white, sorry, you, you you're not going to need uh, things like housing or or help with transportation or food security or health or anything like that. Um, according to the spokesperson said that about Lisa Jackson, Apple Inc's uh, vice president of environment policy and social in initiatives have been tapped to chair the board of the foundation. There you go. So it's like a little circle jerk with the money there. Big surprise. All right. Um, okay. I think that's enough of that. Um, all right. What else do we have? Oh, so let's uh do this as we begin to uh, talk about the situation with the vaccine 
Uh, and uh, COVID-19 and the clampdown, let's begin in Australia. It was a very interesting uh, development here because we had the United Nations had their general assembly, assembly here last week, uh, went for a number of days, and uh, Australia's Prime Minister Scott Morrison uh, made a speech where he was bragging about the human rights, of, uh, of, of how strong the human rights are in Australia. Here's a little compilation for you. Check this out. We are a proud liberal democracy. We believe in a world order that favours freedom and that supports the dignity and free expression of all people. We believe in human rights, in gender equality and the rule of law and we back that up with how we pursue these things in our own country, in our own society and how we raise our own children. Australia was one of eight countries only involved in the drafting of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and we continue to strengthen the international human rights system. And we will continue to raise our voice on important issues like the rights of women and girls, the rights of indigenous peoples, because respecting the rights and freedoms of the individual is intrinsically important. It is fundamental to our values as a people and as a nation. It lifts all societies and nations too, delivering better outcomes through economic inclusion. So if you get vaccinated, there will be special rules that apply to you. Women's empowerment, environmental sustainability, rising living standards and so much more. Australia's actions are guided by our belief in the inherent dignity of all people, everywhere, no matter the circumstances. Mr President, we learn through the pandemic that every moment of challenge requires us to think anew, to engage with each other, to learn as you go. It is an experience understood by many others. And so we will continue to meet this moment with dialogue. Thank you, Mr. President. Fantastic, huh? This is incredible. Wow, just the the audacity of these scum, right? Human rights and dignity and freedom, and we've basically had a like a George Floyd type uh, scenario by these cops in Australia every other day, right? Every other day, there's been something like this. I think we have, would we have, uh, yeah, we have that for a little bit later. We'll return to Australia a bit later in the show here. But yeah, absolutely incredible. I have another little compilation too uh, that we can check out regarding uh, what has happened here over the last, uh, is it a year? No, it's not quite a year in Australia. I think it's... Um, yeah, maybe nine months. It could, it could be a year by now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, check this out here. Uh, more on this insanity here from Australia.
is what happens. People say fake news all the time. What about that inaccurate? It's a DNA amplification tool. Okay. Before this gets out of control, we're going to go to the chopper shop. Can we go to the chopper shop? We've had some trouble with. It's a little more there. Let's see what happens. There you go. That's, that's fine, mate. We don't, if you can't tell, we're not afraid anymore. There you go. So it's been uh, crazy down in Australia and things, of course, is getting getting worse as well. Uh, but yeah, they're making a move down there. And of course, we have a little clip here. Uh, apparently, Melbourne, which is one of the most uh, hit places when it comes to the police, brutality that we've seen there and of course not a peep from the media and all the people c complaining when there was you know uh, police against uh, you know african americans or things like this or even in the uk and uh, in australia there was protests and blm movements and all that kind of stuff right now it's not a not a peep about those kinds of things right uh another mp what's her name again uh, gladys berjilikan or something i think she's was she uh, like uh, not Albanian, Armenian, I think, or something? Anyway, um, life for the unvaccinated will be very difficult indefinitely. Australian MP Gladys blah 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 warned that life for unvaccinated citizens will continue to be very difficult well after the government lifts its restrictive COVID lockdowns. Oh, good. The New South Wales Wales Premier made the draconian proclamation in Monday uh, in a Monday interview on Seven News. Uh, I think we have it here. Let's check it out. Hopefully it's not too long. Uh, let's turn this up a little bit. Let's see what she says here. I think it's time stamped here, so let's listen to that. Well, Kashi, uh, a lot of organisations already have uh, mandatory vaccine policies in place. And even though the government is saying unvaccinated people might have other rights from the 1st of December, a lot of airlines have said they won't carry anybody who's not vaccinated. A lot of businesses have said we won't welcome anyone that's unvaccinated. Uh, I want to be very clear, life for the unvaccinated will be very difficult indefinitely. And what I'm really pleased folks. about is the way in which our the vast majority of our population. People asked me yesterday, aren't you worried about people having conflicts at, at, at businesses or otherwise when the mm. unvaccinated try to get in? But nine out of 10 of us are already vaccinated in New South Wales. Nine out of 10 adults are already vaccinated in New, or close to. That is huge. The vast <coughs> majority of our citizens have already spoken, have already made their views known. And it would be uh, uh, 
not not uh, transparent if we didn't uh, give everybody a date by which um, literally um, we will live with COVID moving forward. You have said people who've got vaccinated. All right. Holy crap. These people are just let's get them out already. Just remove. Can you remove these people? So the Melbourne thing here. So this is New South, South Wales, right? Which is where uh, uh, Sydney, that's Sydney and stuff like that, right? But Melbourne, Melbourne is one of the, I think it's Melbourne, right? Melbourne is one of the, uh, what is it called? The 100 resilient uh, cities, right? Let me show you some graphs on that too. Um, Rockefeller Resilient Melbourne, uh, a document. Resilient Melbourne is a collaborative project with inputs guidance and support from metropolitan councils, organizations, and community groups across Melbourne. The project is led by the Chief Resilient Officer, who is funded by the 100 Resilient Cities Initiative, pioneered by the Rockefeller Foundation. Of course, it's always the usual suspects, right? We have a couple of clips on this. Some are a bit longer, but we could check them out. Let's begin with this one. Here's uh, someone explaining uh, basically how, and it's interesting thing with the police too now, what they're sending, um, or, or, or what, what type of police that they're using, specifically in Melbourne. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Let's uh, begin with this clip here. Good morning, folks. Jamie McIntyre here on behalf of the Australian National Review, one of the few independent news sites in Australia, one of the fastest growing as well, anrnews.com. You can find us. What I want to talk to you about today is some of the most disturbing events I can ever remember in my history of, of, of living in Australia as an Australian. Uh, some of you overseas would have seen the uh, disturbing footage that of the armed police force in the Victoria in Melbourne, Australia yesterday, shooting at innocent protesters as they uh, were at the Anzac Day Shrine in the park, a major park in Melbourne, which you know typifies what um, Anzacs, you know, many previous Australian generations have died to defend our freedoms and here they are being shot at by what appears, though, to be not the Victorian police, but many people aren't aware that uh, Melbourne is a chosen city by the Rockefeller Foundation for their resilient smart city networks. We wrote about this over a year ago, and we warned people what was coming, that they planned to blame and, and create out that anyone defending their human rights and standing up to, you know, protesting to defend their right to be able to work without having to take a deadly, the deadliest trial drug, drug ever, that's the COVID jab injected into them, can work. And uh, yet the mainstream media in Australia, which is globalist media, by the way, people don't understand, the globalists pay large amounts of money and or own, you know, most of the media in mainstream media, not just in Australia, but around the world. So you've got the Channel 7, 9, 10 in Australia, or globalist owned ABC, etc. globalist controlled. Um, so they're basically making out the protesters are bad people and half the country is still asleep and whatever the idiot box tells them, they just follow the idiot box presenters and believe everything is said. Instead of realizing these people are innocent, unarmed protesters, we showed one of the first to report at ANR USA, the poor, innocent, young 20-odd-year-old that was lying in a pool of blood, his skull cracked, being shot by the police. Now, is this really defending or protecting people from a bad flu? I mean, anyone still thinks this is anything about a virus has been completely misled. The COVID is a Trojan horse for a globalist coup. And if you can't see that now, what's going on in Melbourne? These police officers are a globalised, privatised, Rockefeller-funded police force inserted inside the Victorian police force and soldiers inserted in there. Uh, ports, they've called them. 
uh, is what they're called, and they are shooting innocent Australians. They're also putting people in amongst dressed up as protests to create violence. And before known, I make this prediction, I predict that these in, in, in staged uh, port Rockefeller-funded police will be inside uh, and they will dress up as protesters and they will shoot innocent Victorian police and blame it on the protesters to start then uh, uh, shooting many of them. This is outrageous what's going on in Australia. This is an SOS to the rest of the world. Australia is under attack from within. Half the population is, is still unaware. Australian National Review, anrnews.com. All right, so there's some here. Uh, in 2018, this is from the document here, the Resilient City, 100 Resilient Cities. In 2018, we examined a pandemic event and what happens when the risk of contagion means you would not bring people together. Uh, here's again the uh, you, our actions and the sustainable development goals, part of that pro, uh, document too, by the way. And that's why we showed you uh, this, that it's, this is, uh, it all ties in. Uh, this is Agenda 2030. This is a great, the Great Reset, all of that stuff that's happening right before your eyes right now that's that's what it is if you look down below that's that's the that's the goal <laughs> right down there right all right anyway um what else did they have here we read this resilient melbourne right uh human driven shocks uh is part of this the document too says uh, pandemic influenza is victoria's third highest priority emergency risk aside from the obvious health ramifications Pandemics have the potential to cripple Melbourne's economy. Well, they did that, right? Particularly given the high concentration of employment in inner Melbourne's mun municipalities. For instance, in 2009, outbreak of H1N1, swine flu, that was a bunch of bullshit too, was estimated to have reduced Australia's gross domestic product by as much as 1.3% due to workplace absenteeism and lower business investment. Oy vey, that's can't have that. Uh, meanwhile, shut, but shut everything down though, right? Resilient Melbourne will continue to develop and share resources to assist our networks to adapt, survive, and thrive in the face of the chronic uh, stresses and acute shocks we face. Our partners at the Global Resilience Cities Network, GRCN, are offering weekly webinars and resources to learn from resilient experts from around the world on the response to COVID-19 as it unfolds. If you are in Australia, please adhere to local regulations and recommendations to help contain the spread of the infections. For those in Victoria, blah, blah, blah. So you get the idea. Let's play... Another clip, I think it's this one right here. Uh, one of the presentations that they had about this. Check this out. Um, we are co-hosting with the World Bank. Uh, we feel that sharing... Oh, oh, with the World Bank. Yeah, there you go. That, that, that's going to be good then. ...experiences between trusted colleagues empowers everyone, from leaders to citizens, to feel prepared. And we know that cities with experience in pandemics are already showing better results. So we feel an urgency to help connect our global community and share knowledge through this series. Uh, we wanted to give an idea of who is on the line tonight. Um, there are about 500 participants coming from uh, over 50 countries around the world. There are about 95 repre representatives of cities and governments. Um, there are about 100 people online from the World Bank. Um, there are about 45 people from other international organizations and philanthropies. We have private sector academics with us, about 60 people and civil society representatives, about 40. So we're really grateful to be doing this along with the World Bank team. And before I turn it over to Francis to say a few words on behalf of the bank. All right, cuts off right there. Yeah, it's a dry and boring and whatnot, right? But the point here, why we're playing this is think 
The Rockefeller Foundation, think about Operation Lockstep, think about that this work goes back to 2015 in some cases. It's almost almost like they knew that something was coming here, right? Here's another clip. Let's see how, if this is any interesting too. Building Melbourne's Resilience Strategy, the story so far, about three and a half minutes. Let's see if this is any good. Again, Rockefeller Foundation funded. To be a member of the 100 Resilient Cities Network, created by the Rockefeller Foundation to mark their centenary and really to address this issue that if they are to have a profound impact on the world over the next century, what might that be? And it comes down to urban resilience. In 2015, some of Melbourne's best, best minds came together to build Melbourne's first resilience, resilience strategy. About the ability of a city, its institutions, organisations, communities and businesses to anticipate, to adapt and avoid, and where they cannot do those things to mitigate or bounce back from a wide range of shocks and stresses that will be increasingly prevalent throughout the 21st century. like commercials they have for this stuff. It's happy, it's robust, it feels optimistic, confident, proud of its own community. I envisage a community that's a lot more connected than it currently is and people don't have to be rushing around working as hard as we are at the moment. How you interact with the people around you and how you can all work together as a, as a community or a state or a country or the, the world uh, as opposed to being segregated and separated. Melbourne, keeping keeping you safe. Do you, do you guys remember this clip? This is what they're talking about right here. It's Melbourne police right here. This is resilience, folks, right here. That's what they're talking about. I think it's just it's visionary that Melbourne actually takes a view to say, well, we have to consider all the councils that make up Melbourne in total to paint the resilience picture. But what are they, what even, what are you doing? What is it? Tell us something here. Design the projects and research and actions to improve Melbourne's resilience. Blah, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to sound like getting the habit. like, blah, 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 blah. Switch the culture. <laughs> in Australia, where we are very investment risk adverse, but we're very relaxed about a whole wide range of shocks and bushfires and extreme heat. Yeah, she'll be right. Yeah. All right, that's it's pretty gay. So that, yeah, but this is not a shock though. This is the Melbourne police. This is this is completely fine uh, right here that you see on screen. That's that's totally okay. Uh, don't worry about that because together with the community, we're resilient and, and, and human rights and, and blah, 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 blah. Um, okay. And then we had this, of course, too. <clears throat> we had uh, other types of police showing up uh, in Australia. They're using mercenaries to enforce lockdowns. The symbol here on the shirt there belongs to Predators Security and Defense, an anti-terrorism private military company, Mercenaries. Uh, and apparently Predator Security today put out a statement denying their involvement in the Strong Cities Initiative that's happening in Victoria right now. They are uh, hired mercenaries there, but Predator Security deny it's them. Statement below. Uh, although these are pictures that people took, right, of some of the police. And of course, that is their logo right there. Um, predator, appropriately, right? So there, there you go with the pr uh, public-private partnership 
once again, which is which we've spoken so much about, right? Um, Speeder over on Odyssey it simply says hello, uh, hello to you, sir. Good to see you. Uh, RN Jimsis says uh, climate crisis, aka wash money. Yeah, there you go. A, com- a complete waste of money too. Just down the hole we go. Uh, Archie says even if Western even if Westerners fight COVID passports, the third world will embrace them, which will enable them to invade because our governments will implement them. Uh, this COVID passport uh, passport will fulfill the goals of ID 2020 and the Global Compact on Migration. Yeah, definitely. It's all part of uh, the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, ultimately, not only Agenda 2030, because that's like one thing. That's one milestone, a small milestone. Uh, the original program is called Agenda 21, which is for, you know, the... The, the 21st century, like the whole the whole century is going to be there reforming uh, our world, essentially, right? Uh, but yeah, they'll be able to come and go. Up at any, but even without it so far, though, I mean, they, they don't... They might adopt it and stuff and accept it eventually, but uh, the borders are wide open to them. They can walk in and they don't have to be vaccinated and all that kind of stuff, right? It's, it's us, it's Westerners who can't make a move. Uh, Robothink says, I was really digging that ska slash punk version of Down Under. Do you know what the band is? I have no idea. Uh, it's not my video. I think I grabbed it from Telegram somewhere. Um, yeah, no, I, I I like the original too, though. Was that uh, was that Men at Work or which one? <laughs> which group was that again? Uh, RN Jim says, says Archie, they are replacing us. Um, they are replacing us who think for ourselves with the migrant class, aka the next slave class. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, gr- it's grunt species time. That's what uh, that's what this is about. Uh, it's the the ruling class. They want an easily manageable uh, little click. I had a couple of clips here of just showing the heartlessness of the Australian police. We've looked at some of this in the past. I'm not sure if we need to watch this over and over again. We know just how bad it is, right? Uh, but one thing we can m- mention here is just how absolutely. Um, I mean, the, the, the left wing uh, in, in all over the West, really, but this is Australia in particular, but it's the same in, in America and many European countries, too, uh, frankly. Uh, the far left, uh, the anti, anti, Antifas and all these people, they're right there in line with the big pharma companies. They are, you know, this is the, the debacle we saw around the, the union in Victoria there, the CFMEU. I forget what that stands for again, right? But you can see his hoodie uh, says that, right? Uh, reclaiming our streets and there's a hashtag don't don't scab get the jab get vaccinated we're pro we're pro union but don't demonstrate don't don't uh, don't push back take the vaccine shut up and uh, and be a good little uh, anti-fascist uh, boy so they're they're standing with the big big pharma multinational corporations now right and of course then the police who, who beat their brains out when they protest against it that's where they are that's what they're supportive of because it's their system. Uh, it's the, it's their people, their ideology. It's not their people, but it's their ideology in charge. They, I know to a certain extent they're using these people and stuff like that too, right? But at the same time, they know that it's their views that are being backed up by the system. Even if you have a transnational capitalist corporation running, you know, dictating endless things to the governments and stuff like that, the, the minds of these people that are at the top is dominated by the same ideology, essentially, right? Uh, they're all anti-white, right? They're all uh, uh, basically like, you know, although they talk about redistribution, they won't take any of their money, of course. They'll be remain mega wealthy, of course, but they'll use some of their funds to uh, to you know continue to do the uh, the the dis, you know dismantling of the West, and they'll use their resources uh, to those goals, right? 
right in line with what uh, uh, the the street slugs uh, like Antifa are, are, are into, right? We mentioned this many times, but just a reminder where they stand, where like far left Occupy Democrats, it's completely lining up and saying, yes, a landlord in Florida wants to kick out people because they haven't taken their vax and they're, they're supportive of that. They like that. They think that's a good thing. Go get your Pfizer jab. You know, contribute. You know, get them, insure them their billions while they control us and and use us for a medical experiment. And if you don't, if you don't comply, we'll kick we'll kick you out, right? Weren't these people for like rent control and things like that, right? Uh, Breitbart: Antifa militants in pre-trial detention after assault on man at anti-vax pass protest. So they are pro-vaccine. They're pro-vaccine passport. Pro-big pharma. Uh, it's it's just a bunch. It's a bunch. Of, it's a big racket, basically, right? It's incredible. Um, Speeder says on Odyssey, government leaders, uh, leaders of the governments. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the it's swing door, right? Swing door politics. What do you call it? Revolving door, right? They, they go in and out of the private sector and then back into the public sector and that kind of stuff. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's the ideology that that dictates. It's 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 the end result. We might have different political parties coming and going. You might have even slightly different views on like how to distribute some of the money that they're taking in and the, how much taxes should we take or nowhere for where we want fifteen uh, percent. Uh, well, we. Where we want 12, you know, and the main objective just moves forward, right? Nothing really happens. Just keep you distracted, as it were. Uh, okay, let's go over to the uh, censorship issue when it comes to coronavirus as well. Uh, Joseph Mercola's YouTube channel was removed. Uh, I think this is today, possibly yesterday. I think it is today. Uh, also, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s uh, YouTube was removed, permanently deleted. Big surprise. YouTube is banning prominent anti-vaccine activists and blocking all anti-vax content. Google-owned video site previously only banned misinformation about coronavirus vaccines. Facebook made the same change months ago. Uh, YouTube is taking down several video channels associated with high-profile anti-vaccine activists, including Joseph Mercola and Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who experts say are partially responsible for helping see the skepticism that is contributing to slowing vaccination rates across the country. As part of a new set uh, of policies aimed at cutting down on anti-vaccine content on the Google-owned site, YouTube will ban any video that claim that claim that commonly used vaccines approved by health authorities are ineffective or dangerous. The company previously blocked videos that made those claims about coronavirus vaccines, but not once, uh, but not once for other vaccines like those for measles or chickenpox. Misinformation researchers have for years said that the popularity of anti-vaccine content on YouTube was contributing to growing skepticism of life-saving vaccines in the United States and around the world. So they're so life-saving, in fact, that you have to ban anybody uh, that's, uh, that has a different view on this. Uh, the COVID vaccine is completely uh, safe. Uh, there's nothing ever, nothing's ever, nothing is ever happening from this. It's completely safe. Uh, no one is dying. No one is getting hospitalized. No one needs urgent care. No one needs to go to the doctor after they're taking the vaccine. No one has Bell's palsy. No one has miscarriages or heart attacks or myocarditis. No one has been permanently disabled. No one has uh, thrombolipoenia, whatever it's called, or, or other life-threatening, uh, you know, injuries from the vaccine or severe allergic reactions. Uh, no one has gotten shingles either, for that matter, right? 
So this is from OpenVers here, just a little, just a little slice, in other words, of some of the uh, adverse effects from this insane COVID-19 uh, vaccination campaign currently running. Uh, and people have pointed out, and we con will continue to point that out, that this numbers you see on screen here, it's basically just a small percentile, a slice uh, of the true number, because most of these, uh, it's been established, do not end up uh, in the VARES database. So Open OpenVARES simply takes these numbers out of the very complicated way that you can pull this out from the government website and puts them in an easily presentable way uh, for you on openvares.com. So this is a good resource to go to when you need to uh, keep an eye on some of the lower, uh, so, some of the numbers that keep coming out about this. Uh, let me see what else we have here. RT in Germany. Germany, we've talked about the crackdown, um, Germany's social media arm or whatever you want to call it the, of, the, of the government there. Uh, they're going after Gab. They've uh, forced Facebook to delete accounts. They're trying to reclassify Telegram as a social media app as opposed to a messaging app, which is would take them under a different kind of uh, set of rules, at least when it comes for to Germany. And I saw Pavel, uh, is it Durov? Pavel Durov, one of the founders of Telegram, had a good, uh, he had a good Telegram the other day where he basically said that they do, much like Gab in that sense, they do, uh, it's one of the only few social media platforms or, or, or messaging services that allow uh, dissent and critique of whether it's COVID vaccines or uh, the response against coronavirus and these kinds of things. So that's very good. Uh, but he went on to clarify that basically you can't call for violence. That's you know illegal and they have to take action against that. And, and he claimed that there was two groups that they had removed recently, one in Italy and then one in Germany. And apparently, allegedly, uh, they had called for violence against doctors or something. And I'm not familiar at all which messages this were or anything. I didn't even, even knew the channels. Uh, but apparently Telegram had reached out to them and contacted them and said, please, you know, um, you know, take this down. And, and they didn't respond. And so they, they shut down those channels. So Telegram is very lenient. The other problem, of course, is if you use these apps through Google, you know, in the form of Android or iPhone or Apple, they block channels that they that they don't agree with. Telegram is fine. You can access this on the on the web interface still uh, on your phone as well. You just use the web browser as opposed to the app. Right. But so they've been uh, pretty good, and it remains a very strong platform for getting good uh, information uh, about COVID. So that's encouraging. But uh, back to YouTube here. They deleted two channels of RT's sister project, RTDE, meaning Germany, of course, uh, with 600,000 subscribers over alleged community guidelines violation. And it was, of course, over medical for alleged medical misinformation in four videos. Uh, so Germany is absolutely insane. Uh, in the crackdown right now of anything uh, that is dissenting, right? There's another piece on RT. A declaration of media war against Russia by Germany. RT editor-in-chief warns after YouTube deletes German-language RT channels. All right, YouTube's decision to delete RTDE and DFP channels amounts to a declaration of media war by, German against, by Germany against Russia. RT's editor-in-chief Margarita Simona said on Tuesday in response to the Google-owned platform's actions, not a big surprise. We know that this is happening, but uh, any dissenting view, uh, the, the YouTubes is not the place. Go to Odyssey, go to BitChute, go to Gab TV, uh, go to Float, go to uh, what else am I forgetting? There's a, there's a number of other good platforms out there right now. Even Joshua TV, brand new tube. Uh, there's a few other ones where we, uh, we would recommend you to, uh, to go for decent information. Okay.
uh, let me see here. Questioning the science uh, says, Henrik, thanks for the, uh, all the entertainment over the years. You guys red peeled me back when I was uh, cringe lefty. Well, there you go. Good to hear it. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you for coming around and thank you for listening. I was curious to hear how that how that goes. Sometimes people tune in because they want to debunk you and laugh at you and then they get, you know, <laughs> they get converted. I mean, I've heard from uh, listeners in, um, you know, Pakistan, or they are of Pakistani descent, but they live in the West and stuff like that. Uh, and that's what they approach it with some emails with like, oh, it's going to tune in to like, you know, laugh at you at how dumb you are and ridiculous. And then it's like, yeah, they're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, so good for you. Good for you for coming around. Appreciate it. So it was fun to hear. Okay. What else do we have here? Okay, let's go over to New York here. So we've talked about the situation in New York is one of the worst uh, uh, places in the U.S. with the enforcement of the vaccine mandates and then the vaccine passports and these kinds of things, right? Uh, but they're having an issue now with healthcare workers, and we've talked about this before too. There were some hospitals they're stopping uh, offering certain uh, what shall we call it? Uh, so I guess services such as um, uh, deliveries of, of babies was one of them, right? New York's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for healthcare workers leads to a suspension of hundreds of holdouts. So they're trying to they're still holding out. Let me see what the CNN piece uh, if they cover this here. Oh, that's the baby. Okay, baby lures after resignations over vaccine mandates. Okay, we don't have to watch that. We know about that, but this is how crazy it is. Right? Hundreds of unvaccinated healthcare workers across New York were suspended Tuesday and could soon lose their jobs entirely as the state's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for healthcare workers went into effect overnight. As of Monday evening, 92% of hospital staff, 92% of nursing home staff, and 89% of adult care facility staff had at least one vaccine dose. Governor Kathy Hochul's office said, she's insane, we'll listen to a clip soon here too with her. The vaccination rates uh, increased considerably over the last four weeks as the state uh, crept closer to the vaccine deadline, Hochul said. She is uh, absolutely nutty. And she's saying here in this clip that she's going to bring in the National Guard and people from the outside, whatever that means. From the outside with the, uh, okay, other states, foreigners, what are you talking about? Uh, to make up for the loss in the uh, hospital staff shortages that they have brought about. Listen to this. And we'll be nation leading with our mandate which strikes at midnight tonight when everyone is expected in a hospital in the state of New York or a health care facility to have been vaccinated. I will be signing an executive order to give me the emergency powers necessary to address the shortages where they occur. That's going to allow me to deploy the National Guard who are medically trained, deploy people uh, who've been retired who may have had a license lapse, bring in people from elsewhere. That is not my first position though my friends my 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 desire is to have the people who've been out there continue to work in their jobs work in them safely and to all the other health care workers who are vaccinated they also deserve to know that the people they're working with will not get them yeah and it cuts off there but yeah so national guard is going to be brought in to make up for it there too speeders as uh zoo, zoo government or i guess it's zog government maybe uh thank you appreciate that uh let me play this. Here, here she is. She's uh, the, the governor here, new governor. Uh, and keep in mind, too, she replaced Cuomo uh, after he got off easy on sexual harassment charges after killing people in uh, nursing homes, right? Uh, but listen to the, uh, the... She's at a church here talking about the religious, like, you need you need to be my apostles to go spread the, the God's word. The, the vaccine is from God, and you need to spread the word about the vaccines to save everybody. Listen, she, she carries a, a necklace that says vaxxed with the two X's on it, by the way, too. 
Absolute insane woman. I prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers. He made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say thank you, God. Thank you. She's talking about Trump. I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. I want our kids to be safe when they're in schools. I want you to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. We have to solve this, my friends. I need every one of you. I need you to let them know that this is how we can get, fight, fight this pandemic, come back to normal, and then start talking about the real issues that we have to. Fighting systemic racial injustice, which there exists today. And if there's a denier, I will take you on any day because I've seen it. I know it exists. And we are not going to have a blind eye to this ever again any longer. Under There it is. Right. That's what it, that's what it's all. We're back, right back to UN, uh, you know, sustainable goals de- development, the uh, UN uh, sustainable goals development. It, it, it always pivots to like, can you please take the vaccine for Jesus so we can get back to our anti-white our anti-whiteism? So we keep so we please can start focusing on screwing fucking shit up for white folks again. Can you please do that? Do it for Jesus. Do it for God. God loves you. Take the vaccine because you'll, you'll be saved. It's so effective, in fact. It's, it's so great. It's so powerful and, and so magical that you, we just can do, we take more. We can take three or four or five of them. The more, the better. The more, the merry. Just, just get those shots into arms and the more, the better. And the more you vaccinate, the safer we will be. That's that's basically the conclusion. And so then we can finally get back, finally get back to fucking over white people again. I mean, they're still doing it. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, yeah, it's put a yeah, it's a little bit on the side, a little bit on the sidelines, right? A little, just a little less intense. It's there. It's happening. Don't get me wrong. It's happening in the background, but it's like no, less focus on that, which is which is a big problem for them, right? Uh, okay. Anyway, so she's crazy. Uh, she's a, a complete lunatic, this woman. Uh, here is another older woman. Uh, I think this might be in New York, too, by the way. That's why coming up next year. But uh, an elderly woman is denied a meal at, uh, well, I was going to say restaurant. It's it's McDonald's, okay? But, you know, whatever. She It's her choice, whatever. It's a restaurant. It, it, it's, she want, she's hungry. She's going to eat. She needs to eat. So she goes into McDonald's. Uh, but she doesn't have the right uh, recognizable papers, you see. So this old woman can't buy food. I, I had something stolen, so I have... Okay, but I, and I need to see your vaccine. Please stop. I have my vaccine. This is a very serious problem. I have my vaccine. You can call my doctor. Do you hear that? You can call my doctor. Uh, I've taken the vaccine, and they don't recognize it, so they can refuse you. Uh, and again, this, these are the problems that arise. Well, see, well, that's why we have to have 
a digital certificate that shows you whether when you got the vaccine and who did it and when it was deployed and then you know with the uh, uh, with the RFID chip in the syringes so you know when it was like injected and stuff like that right uh, Speedo says I told my neighbor friend not to take the vaccine and showed him why now he has taken the second shot and got an extreme fever I messaged him I told you yeah that uh, that does happen I've heard several of those cases well hopefully it stays at a fever and doesn't get worse than that I've heard from people who obviously are uh, much more injured uh, than that from the vaccine uh, stuff that they're denying though you know it's safe and effective that's why we can do so many of them just do just do more of them right so as you can see on the screen here finally we talked about the crazy shit that Peter Daszak and his adjacent um, lovely Dr. Fauci uh, has done at the NIH which is to trying to get research um, ultimately and a development uh, funded to the tune of 14 million dollars from the uh, Department of Defense DARPA uh, of uh, skin penetrating nanoparticles and aerosolized uh, spiked chimeric viruses so that we can develop a vaccine to keep people safe right remember that so finally here the house voted to defund EcoHealth Alliance the, the fact that it took this long is the fact that someone like Peter Daszak is still walking around out there and still like doing research on zoonotic viruses and stuff like that right I mean there's like research papers being published just just the other week there was one we showed uh September 17th 2021 one of the Epstein's I forget was um uh, Robert Epstein I forget what his first name was there uh he's a lab partner there uh together with Peter Dazak from EcoHealth Alliance anyway it says here from Guy Reschenthaler I think it is my amendment which passed with bipartisan support stops DOD funds from going to Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance, an organization that funneled taxpayer dollars to the CCP-controlled Wuhan Institute of Virology, the likely epicenter of COVID. And of course, that can be discussed. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because the upper echelons at the very top are the ones that are collaborating together. This is not a, about China versus the US or something like that. Uh, this goes way beyond that. It's the uh, ruling class of this planet that is uh, trying to uh, primarily target the Western nations and then when they've gotten around to that they'll move on to the next uh, class that they see as problematic the next race the next people uh, that they see as problematic I briefly mentioned this in the weekend warrior show with uh, James Edwards but I can mention it again uh, people in the 65 plus demographics are five times as likely to die from COVID-19 vaccinations as they are from COVID-19 let's just say a paper over on science direct here uh, as the age demographics go below about 35 years old, the chances of death from COVID-19 becomes very small and when they go below 18 becomes ne negligible. The long-term cost-benefit ratio under the best-case scenario could be on the order of uh, 10 against 1 or 20 against 1 or more for all of the demographics increasing with decreasing age, right? So basically more, it was filed under... Uh, the paper title was why are we vaccinating children against COVID-19 because that's what they're uh, that's what they're doing next this is where this is going not only kids but soon enough babies check out this video here uh, a 12 year old gets a COVID vaccine as a birthday gift for the last year Gavin Roberts has had one birthday wish in mind he was always saying uh, well it's the vaccine we're gonna get that so this Sunday on his 12th birthday a nurse granting him that wish he was finally old enough to get his first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine she gave me the dose and we waited 15 minutes after to see if I had any reaction then she gave me 
my vaccine card. What came after was a painful side effect of longing. That piece of paper, a reminder of just how cruel the virus could be. Last year, COVID-19 took his father's life, police officer Charles Rob Roberts. I think it was April 21st, he collapsed, and then on May 11th, we let him go. Officer Roberts was just 45 years old. His wife says he was healthy when he was taken down by COVID. He took the virus very seriously, but because other people... But did he take the vax? And there wasn't vaccinations then, and there wasn't great testing. Um, I mean, he never had the opportunity to get the vaccine. Alice Roberts, an elementary school teacher, was left well, with three children. He wouldn't win. have saved them, though, right? He could have gotten them sick anyway, but the point is, is like he could have... <laughs> He could have died. You basically just add risk. Like, will people die? Uh, yeah, of course, uh, that happens all the time. Uh, but then they only pin it. Well, if that, if if only the vaccine had been available, then he would not. You can't. It's impossible to know that. It's completely impossible to know that. If you would have done something, would this or that not have happened? I mean, it's just, it's just guesswork at this point. Raise on her own. Throughout this whole experience, we've felt that if we can turn a really sad, horrible moment in our lives into something that can help people, we want to do that. We see the only way out of this pandemic is to get as many people vaccinated as possible. Yeah, which is insanity because that's what's driving the uh, variants now. That's basically what's driving this pandemic. Uh, and of course, they want to have 100% of the population vaccinated. If they could, if they, I mean, if people would line up for it, they would. They, this would be totally acceptable for them. Uh, which is which is insane. I mentioned this with uh, Mark Collard and Jason today uh, on the uh, periodic weekly review. But like, if you remove the control group in that way and just keep like they, they have this opinion that m the more the better, just vac vaccinate like crazy, that will take care of it. No, it's quite the opposite. Uh, Dr. Robert Malone, uh, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology, said that basically uh, this this is when the problem begins, right? Because you you drive the evolution of the of the virus, uh, and so you end up with. Uh, you know, more problematic strains, essentially. This is basically established, but this is not the point. They don't even talk about that, right? Um, check out this from Daily Mail here. Babies could be given Pfizer's COVID vaccine in the U.S. this winter. Company plans to seek approval for jabbing six-month-olds in November. I mean, this is absolutely insane. There's virtually no risk um, for people under 65, right? And, and, and then the vaccine becomes more problematic. That's what's, at this point, you know, killing people uh, at that age range, you know, for those who are like true believers in the vaccine or whatever, like, sure, let the, you know, if, if they're old people that consent to do this, whatever, okay, well, I still don't think they should do it, but like that would, in, in a sane universe, that would have been at least an argument that was sensible. This is just not even in that universe. And of course, all of the booster shots going to be Pfizer now, too, by the way. They're going to completely dominate tomorrow. You're not going to hear anything about Moderna or AstraZeneca eventually. It's just going to be all Pfizer. Pfizer's taken over. That's all it is, right? And now they're looking to update the vaccine. We talked about this in the Weekend, Weekend Warrior show as well uh, with James Edwards. And we talked about this. They're like, they're, scientists are creating new strains of COVID so that they can find a vaccine against it. This is, this, this is literally, you know, what the gain-of-function research is. Let's create these really dangerous, highly transmissible versions of the virus, and, the, and then we can come up with the virus. We'll update the code, and we have a 2.0 vaccine coming out. And the more the merrier. Just keep vaccinating. That, that's what it's going to be. Why is it so important for these people to inject us with these messenger RNA uh, vaccines, right? So the U.S. recently declared that the Sputnik vaccine out of Russia, which is an attenuated virus, which is an old, the old definition of vaccine, is not acceptable 
as a vaccine. I, I, I still wouldn't want to do it because I don't know what the other adjuvants are in it. I'm sure there's like something not right with it. But at least that's somewhat more understandable. The messenger RNA uh, gene therapy platform is is insane, right? But so that's not okay if you want to travel internationally. You can't do any of the Sputnik or anything like that. You can't do, I, would, I think the Chinese uh, Sinovax is similar. It's also a, a non-mRNA one. Uh, but all of this comes down to one, uh, one point, and that is to update uh, the human being, or at least enters into the path of getting updated. This is Klaus Schwab uh, from the World Economic Forum explaining what they want to do with us. The difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example. It's you who exactly. are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact yeah. on your identity. It's you who are changed. That's right. It has big impact on your identity. Yeah, you think you think genetically changing us would uh, is is something that uh, uh, could could you know could contribute to us becoming something different. Um, good old Klaus Schwab. Uh, and of course, you can always use this argument, right? If you uh, if you're not vaccinated. Uh, paint them into a corner. Listen to this. Hi, this is a little message to the unvaccinated. Ugh. You are killing everyone. It's your fault. You're being selfish. So get the vaccine because I'm vaccinated. I am vaccinated. Okay. And so I'm protected because the vaccine is safe and effective. So if you're around me and you're unvaccinated, then you're putting me at, at well, you're not. You're, no, okay. So you're selfish because if I'm protected and you're around me, then I, then I'm fine. But you're, but you're me. Sorry. If you're not vaccinated, then you're not. It's your. Um, you're racist, is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is a good one. It's true. That's that's what it is. At the end of the day, remember the headline we showed it showed it a couple of times now. But like, guess who else was against vaccine mandates? Hitler. That's right. You're a Nazi if you don't want to get this jab. If you don't want to have messenger RNA, just shoot him right into the arm of these kids. Then you're the Nazi. Because, you know, because <laughs> they didn't want to do, wait a minute, they didn't want to do medical experimentations. And, and then you're like, okay, hmm, wait a minute. Did they, so we're doing the, med so uh, let me see. So you're the fascist uh, Nazi uh, because, and I know the, you know, the official story here, we, we can be nuanced about this, right? We, we, we know how exaggerated some of these claims are. But ironically, at least from an official point of view, like if you don't want to do medical experiments, you're the Nazi. What am I? But, but again, coming out at the other end of that, that, that was actually true, right? Barring, of course, whatever you think happened at the, at the camps with the wooden doors and the roller coasters, um, you know, the, there can be a discussion whether or not there was medical experiments there. And I'm sure some of that is exaggerated. Uh, but w were there some? Yeah, sure, maybe, you know. <laughs> but, but the point is, like, they were against vaccine, vaccine mandates against at least their own population. Uh, there was another political group, though, the commies, that actually did do medical experimentation on their own population. Uh, but, you know, that's a, that's a different discussion uh, altogether. Um, so, you know, the, um, the vaccine works uh, very well. It's, uh, it works wonders, in fact. Let's listen to this. Of the people who were in hospital yesterday, 78% were vaccinated and 17 were partially vaccinated. Listen to that again. Of the people who were in hospital yesterday, 78% were vaccinated 
and 17 were partially vaccinated. Yeah, pretty good stats. Here's more from New South Wales. As the Minister said, um, tragically today we announced the deaths of seven people who have lost their lives to COVID-19, four women and three men. One person was in their 40s, one person in their 50s, two people in their 70s, two people in their 80s, and one person who was in their 90s. All of those individuals had underlying health conditions. One person was not vaccinated, three people had received one dose of a COVID vaccine, and three people had received two doses of a COVID vaccine. Six out of seven, then, were vaccinated. So 86% of the people that died of COVID-19 yesterday in New South Wales, Australia, were either fully or partially vaccinated. That's why they got to have the booster shots, because then they can take you out of that classification and they can claim you're uh, unvaccinated again, right? They can basically give you all of these things until you die. (laughs) of the adverse events from it and then say well you know they weren't vaccinated so take the vaccine because that's the only solution out of it uh, everyone that dies did uh, you know were vaccinated though but you know they didn't have the booster shot uh, that's fine um so here's more from uh, pfizer ceo borla uh talking about how we are basically going to need an uh, annual shot now i think this is underestimating i think they're going to go for one every i'd say three to four months or so i'd say three to four times a year just to you know get the get the cash in uh, but uh, anyway i'll let the uh, reptiles speak i agree that within a year i think we will be able to come back to normal life i don't think that this means that uh, variants will not be continue coming and i don't think that this means that uh, we should be able to to live our lives without having immune without having vaccinations basically but um, that's again remains to to be seen the most likely scenario for me it is that because the virus is spread all over the world that we will continue seeing uh, new variants that are coming out and also we will have uh, vaccines that uh, they will last at least a year and uh, i think the most likely scenario is annual revaccinations but we don't know really we need to wait and see the date <clears throat> yeah we need to there was act like the, they're so uh, you know they're so stringent and uh, prim and proper when it comes to the data and the numbers and the statistics and stuff like that. And it's like, well, people are dying. Uh, no, well, that's not really happening. That data we can, we can ignore. Uh, but anyway, here's uh, uh, Booster Biden getting his shot here. Is it yesterday or the day before? Let's see if uh, I can turn up the volume. We are helping. God Emperor Potato. Every other nation in the world combined. We're going to have well over a billion, 100 million shots and we're going to continue going. We're going to do I'm sorry, our b- billion, 100 million shots. Some of this 100 million shots and we're going to continue. We're going to have well over a billion, 100 million shots and we're going to continue going. We're going to do our part. We've also given a great deal of funding to COVAX, which is the vehicle that does this. So we have plenty, plenty of opportunity to make sure we get everyone in the world to play our part. The largest part of the world of getting everyone vaccinated. We are helping. We're doing more than so that. Was so that's one. Let me just see here, guys. I'm sorry. Let me download this right away here. So this, look at the background there, though, right? Because that looks like that's you know the White House, right? Uh, let me see here. I'm downloading another clip here real quick. I, I realize I, there's another angle of this. Um, bear with me here a second, and I'll pull that right in. 
which shows you that it's not, uh, I mean, is that supposed to be the White House in the background there, right? So that he's in a different building or something. Uh, but that's a, a stage, I think, of some kind, right? Let me bring in the other angle we have here, and you can see uh, that this is, uh, this is a different setting. Look at this here. Oh, sorry, let me the first lady as well. turn off the audio here. You can barely hear what he's saying there, but you get the point, right? That's a... Uh, I mean, I could be wrong, technically. I mean, that maybe that's just is not a, like a stage or something, but it, it kind of looks like it, doesn't it? <clears throat> you know, the media is all in there or whatever, but uh, anyway, I, I could be wrong, but sometimes they, they give you these. It just it just looks like one of those fake... Let's the other clip here again. That looks like a fake... Uh, like a, the fake windows with like a fake background or something. I mean, it doesn't take away the whole thing from the whole the entire event or whatever, right? I mean, it could still... I mean, either this guy got a sailing shot or something, or who knows, right? Actually, that reminds me. There is a very important uh, clip that we should play. Let me see if I downloaded that regarding the clinical trials. I was just reminded about that, by the way, and that could be very important. Let me see here. Was that... Did I not download that clip? <clears throat> so someone claimed... That And I didn't check out the website myself. I'm looking uh, for that clip right now. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, clinicaltrials.gov, I think it was. Uh, sorry, guys. Let me go back out here. I'm kind of doing this on the fly here. Um, let me see if I can find that. Clinical trials. Let me see here. I could have sworn I had that saved uh, about clinical trials. She claimed in the video that I saw, damn it, I should have brought this in, that there's, because there's still studies going on with these things, that there's four uh, different shots that are circulating, right? I, again, how do they know which are, which are which or whatnot? That I'm not sure. That it, it could be, uh, here it is. Okay, okay, here, here it is. I found the link here. Perfect. So I'm going to let her talk instead uh, of me kind of botching it and, and paraphrasing that. Uh, one second, guys. Let me go back in my other doc here, and I'll play this to you. Very interesting. So this could explain what there's so different, so many different results, uh, essentially. Uh, and, and again, this is confirmed. No, I have to check out the uh, site still. But listen to this here. Uh, let me see. Where is it here? This one right here. Listen to this clip and see what you think of this here. This is interesting. So one of the questions I see on here a lot about the vaccine is why did some people get really sick and some people didn't? I think I have an answer. If you go on this website, it is called clinicaltrials.gov. On there it talks about the vaccine. Did you know that each company has four different ones? Now they're all the same kind, but there's four different doses. There's a 10, a 20, a 30, and then the placebo. So my guess is the people that got the 30, I think it's like units per gram or micrograms or something. I don't know what the symbols mean. But I would imagine the people that got the 30 are feeling a hell of a lot sicker than the people that got the 10. I would bet the people that got the 10 had the fever, the body aches, and then they kind of felt okay. Maybe just a sore arm. Clinicaltrials.gov. Huh? 
Could that be something? So, I'll, you know, I got to check out the website. I got to read this for myself. I'm kind of taking her word for it now. Uh, My name is Ju- Shut up. So one of the questions I see on here. Okay. So could that be true? <clears throat> nice. Uh, that's, a, that's, a white, that's a white woman right there. Look at that. Beautiful. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, clinicaltrials.gov. I'll do some research and we'll bring that up Friday and see if there's any truth to that. But that would kind of make sense that if there are... So, so hear me out on this, right? Operation Warp Speed, we knew about this and the emergency use authorization, meaning clinical trials are still going on right up to 2025, 2027. That would presumably give us this idea that they know which shot are going where because of the RFID, right? This was meant to track where and when something has been, uh, when, when a shot, uh, a, vac- a syringe, sorry, excuse me, um, has been administered or deployed, whatever the, the correct term is. So that would be a way for them to keep track reasonably of which type it is, if there's different dosages or if it's a placebo or something like that. And maybe there's much more beyond this. Maybe this is random or maybe there's more behind this of they're sending some to certain areas or so. You know, who knows how deep this, this, this rabbit hole goes. It still wouldn't require, you know, the whole world to be in on this. It could still be managed by very few individuals that, that uh, are just like, well, you know, we got we to gotta have a control group. You understand that, right? This is for science. So we have to have a placebo and we'll be able to tell where and what that was administered and to whom, etc. Because we have that tied to the syringes that the military uh, under Operation Warp Speed, you know, developed. We covered that at the time, right? So it's very, it's very possible. Uh, I did see, by the way, Mr. Nosberg, and thank you for that, uh, over on Odyssey, sent a tweet regarding the different angles. And, and, and so, yes, I guess that that is, a, I, I, I was, my, my hunch was correct. I didn't see this before. That is where he was, right? So this is staged, right? This is a sound stage, essentially, that he was doing this on. Uh, absolutely, just yeah. So it's it's one of the press rooms. That's what I thought. Look at that; it's a sound stage. Incredible. Um, so they fake they fake this kind of stuff, right? They fake it, <laughs> which means they get, all of this could just be, you know, and, and again, this could be completely in their view. People are doing this justifiable, right? They're like. Oh, do you remember that nurse in Chattanooga, you know, that took the vaccine in front of the cameras and she ended up collapsing on the floor and then we don't even know what happened to her and people, some people said she died or whatever. We don't want to, we, you know, there's a lot of hesitancy out there. We don't want to fuel any of these crazy conspiracies anymore by claiming that someone would just collapse after they've been given the vaccine, right? No, that's true. Okay, so we can't, you know, we can't do this live on the camera, not again. We'll give him a we'll give him a, a saline shot or a, a vitamin boost or something, right? And then we'll get you'll get the real shot later, okay? Okay, okay, good. I mean that's what that's literally all it would take. It's not a big conspiracy. It's just it's just you know messaging messaging control to make sure that nothing uh, out of the ordinary does happen and stuff like that, right? So uh, th- that's completely understandable, right? Uh, thank you, Ms. Nosberg. Appreciate that. Um, Nordic Iron over Odyssey says we're never taking the jab ever. That's correct, sir. Uh, they will have to inject uh, my dead corpse, which uh, at at which point it, it will not be uh, necessary, uh, of course. But uh, that's that's the this is the hill to die on. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying no. Uh, I choose not to jab. Uh, okay, let's see here. Pat over on Odyssey says uh, the vaccine didn't save my father-in-law. He managed without it during 2020 plus half of 2021, but he followed the recommendations and took it. Died at the hospital this weekend due to lacks of oxygen. Holy shit. Sorry about that, man. Sorry, Pat. Um, yep. 
we're seeing so many of these cases. Uh, I assume, Pam, that that was in Sweden. So that means I, I'm not sure what, and I should look this up and I should know that, should more keep tabs on that. But I wonder if, I assume they follow very similar guidelines to like if you haven't gotten the second, if, if, if it's not 14 days after the second jab, you're going to go down as a COVID positive, non-vaccinated person. You, you'll go into that statistics, stati statistical bracket, uh, I would assume. Sorry, Perry, I know people do. I've been trying to warn. I've, I've told them, and uh, there's some people that do it anyway. My dad did it. You know, like, it just... You, you, can, you, can, you can only show some of these people the door. And they, at the end of the day, they have to walk through it, right? Uh, Black Phillips says, Henry, uh, when they say that they will replace uh, fired healthcare workers with immigrants. I have absolutely full faith they are telling the truth. No one's job is safe unless you are C uh, a CEO or lawmaker. That's right. Uh, or like member of, was a member of Congress, <laughs> too. I think it was right. They didn't, they didn't have to mandate it. Um, and it, but you can be an immigrant, too. You don't have to, you know, you can, you can just fly right into the interior of the U.S. without being uh, jabbed, right? Um, that's right. Which one was it now we're going to do? We're, we're going to do this. I think I have this order in the backwards here a little bit. Let me see here. Uh, uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, the um, the Atlantic piece. This is kind of interesting too. Uh, basically, more clues, right? They always drop little clues like this. You know, they always tell us what's coming and stuff like that. Uh, but the Atlantic here, story by Ed Young. He says we're already barreling towards the next pandemic. This one is far from over, but the window to prepare for future threats is closing fast. It says, we need to do it now. Uh, we need Agenda 2030 now, real quick. Uh, we need to put people in pods and feed them bugs now before, before the next pandemic comes. We need to uh, take their meat, because that's, that's what's driving the pandemic now, apparently, too. We need to take these people's real food and we need to have, feed them Soylent Green bug protein. And then we need to uh, we need to make sure that they can't drive cars. Uh, well, they can have electrical cars for a little bit there, and then we can basically choke out any kind of industry and and, and small independent businesses. And maybe then we'll make it right. And anyway, I'm not even going to read this, but you you know you know you know what I'm talking about here, right? They, they of course they always know. It's just it's it's inevitable. We're, we're, it's coming. It's always going to be coming. All right, uh, let's switch over, moving fast between some of these stories here, but a um, lot to squeeze in here right towards the end. Uh, Lena Wen, our favorite uh, CCP spy, uh, said this regarding the vaxxed. And those who are vaccinated, we now know, based on the CDC, they are now able, We, but with the Delta variant, because they carry so much more virus, they could transmit it to their unvaccinated family members. And so I, for example, even though I'm fully vaccinated, my children are not because they're too young to be vaccinated. So I need to be now careful for my children because of all the unvaccinated people around. But you're just saying that the vaccinated are carrying more virus. There's a higher, higher, higher virus load in the vaccinated, which then recently make you more of a threat if you go around kids. But it wouldn't help anyway, because even if you vaccinated the kids, they would also be carrier of higher viral load. See, see how this works? The admissions are, 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 are astounding. 
And those who are vaccinated, we now know based on the CDC, they are now able, We, but with the Delta variant, because they carry so much more virus, they could transmit it to their unvaccinated family members. And so I, for example, even though- But if you're vaccinated, you would carry that viral load too then. What's the logic in this? I'm fully vaccinated. My children are not because they're too young to be vaccinated. So I need to be- Well, they need to be isolated from the vaccinated. That's the only conclusion here. The unvaccinated need to be protected from the vaccinated. That's the only conclusion one can draw from this lady when she says like this. But, you know, uh, remarkable, of course, it just happens to be someone found this and uh, <laughs> good find here. Guess who was uh, uh, being interviewed right after the Boston bombing took place? That's right. Our favorite CCP spy, Lena Wen. Right after the Boston bombing, she did a little bit of auditioning. Listen to this. Joining me now is Dr. Lena Wen. She's an emergency room physician who was working at Massachusetts General Hospital the day of the terror attack. She also works at Brigham and Women's Hospital. So you were at Massachusetts General Monday. What happened? Oh, it was a horrific day. We oh, had no idea what was coming. Mm. It was three o'clock and we heard that there were two explosions, but we didn't know where. We had no idea how many people were coming to us. How many people came? It seemed like dozens, and it was. It was probably nearly three dozen patients in two hours or so. And was the hospital ready for it? I've heard from Dr. Walls from the other uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital that because of all the drills the hospitals here have been running since 9/11, you were yeah. unbelievably prepared. Well, because of all the <laughs> because of all the drills we were running, uh, you know, right up to that day, we were just we were we were prepared. But then Lena once said, "But we had no idea. We had no idea this was coming." How do you like that delivery, Jake Tapeworm? We had no idea this was coming, but we had done drills all the time, and this was a drill, and we just drilled our way into this. But then, you know, we had no idea that it was coming. Technically and medically, we were ready. We had done drills. We knew what to do with each individual patient who came in. But I've never seen trauma like this before. The volume and the nature of the trauma was really chilling and really shocking. And on a personal note, you hadn't yet heard from your husband while this was all going on, and then you hear a cell phone ring, you reach into your pocket, but it wasn't your cell phone ringing. Yeah, so we actually live just a block away from here, from Copley Square, and my husband had told me that he was coming to watch at the finish line, and then we heard that the explosions happened, so why was... He came to watch at the finish line, but for some reason, my husband didn't do that, but he was going to be there. But he was. Why wasn't he there then? This is. It gets better and better. Here from Copley Square, and my husband had told me the coming to watch at the finish line, and then we heard that the explosions happened. So while I was treating patients, I had no idea whether the next patient was going to be my husband. I thought. Oh. I mean, I really thought because there was soot and blood everywhere. But it's implying he was not there. The next patient I'd be seeing on the stretcher would turn out to be my husband. But he was okay. He ended up being unharmed, but I couldn't reach him for hours because of phone lines being full and all these things. So. One of the things that Dr. Walls told me is that he, he talked to his protege who works in Colorado and dealt with the Aurora shootings. And he said, what's one piece of advice? And he said, we took care of our people, the emotional trauma that they felt but you can always do more. It still wasn't enough. Have you found that? Or are the doctors and nurses and others who- right, We could cut that, but you get that. It's kind of interesting. Huh? Do, so do you guys, I mean, I'm open. I'm open to it here. The, you know, 
we we know that th- th- there's crazy there's crazy Arabs, right? And they you know they blow shit up and stuff. And I mean, it's like <laughs> look at Sweden. I don't think there was a false flag. Like no, like these people hate us. They have their own tribal warfare when they come to the countries. They blow shit up or whatever. Uh, but of course, then we also have the very likely idea that much of this, some of these things are, are you know, they're, they're false flags or at least they knew about them or there was some kind of sting operation, right? Wasn't there something like that with the Tesarnov brothers, right? Remember that cover to of Rolling Stone that made him look like a rock, kind of a rock star, like the cra- crazy shit after this stuff. But give me, so was it, what was it the poll we can do is like, give me a one if it was like, like it was real in the sense that like bombs went off and stuff like that, but they but they knew about it, or let it happen, or there was that was created or set up or something like that. Some people think and put a two in in chat if you think this, but some people think it was not even real at all of that. It was like no, was, the blood was fake. It was all actors and stuff. And I, I'm not sure I believe that, but you know some people do. That's you know still up for debate. Uh, or or I guess three totally organic and totally it just happened and it was like not, you know completely uh, organic event and uh, the, the guys who did it, they did it and stuff like that, right? So so I gave you three options. Give me in chat there. I'm keeping an eye primarily on, on Audit, the Odyssey chat. So you D-Livers need to get over there. You need to get off of there. I see you watching over there still. It's annoying. What do we have? 227 people watching on D-Live right now? What are you doing on there? Get off of there. <laughs> get off of fucking D-Live. Uh, <laughs> go to Odyssey instead. Excuse me. <laughs> go to Odyssey instead. Anyway, I'll keep an eye on the chat right there. Uh, for that, it looks mostly ones. Some people say zero or like undecided, but I think one is is winning out for now. Um, it was a bang, not a bomb. Yeah, some people think uh, it was a total false flag. FBI set everything up. Probably fake. Most stuff is these days. Uh, anyway, all right. I would go with probably one. It's kind of like the nine eleven thing. It's like you know, in some ways, what we see is what we see, right? Obviously, but. Uh, but it, there's a lot of foreknowledge and a lot of planning, or it's, at the very minimum, least it's the letting letting the guard down and letting it happen, right? Uh, that's the issue. But yeah, I remember way back in the day, people were doing you know analysis of the footage and like, oh, look at this guy's leg, and you know, it's look fake, and this guy here, and you know. But yeah, these kinds of things are interesting. These sinks when these like people shows up, and they always have a finger in this pie, or always a part part of the part of the. Uh, the play, right? Part of the, the the theater, at least in front of the cameras, right? Uh, she also, by the way, I'm going to have to listen to this, but Lena Wen uh, went, I think, from the Boston, the bombing and thing, and she was like about Baltimore was a healthcare, high up in the healthcare governmental system in Baltimore or whatever, to p- uh, Planned Parenthood. Uh, I think she she only lasted for eight months and then she was outed from there. Uh, this video was talking more about that, but you know she's been in and out of all these groups and organizations. But just think about all the stuff that's been coming out about Planned Parenthood too, right? With what they're doing with these fetuses, how they're keeping them alive, and like the most disgusting, despicable, if you want to use the word, satanic stuff you can ever imagine uh, that goes on in some of these facilities, right? Uh, so that's her. She comes. That's that's the world that she comes from. Absolutely incredible, right? Okay, a couple more here, and then I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to go too far over here today. But um, here's someone who was driving around on Highway 702 between Eatonville and Roy, the city of Roy in Washington, or town of Roy, uh, in Washington State, when they found uh, a site which is being built, uh, being turned into a COVID quarantine zone. Look at this.
found it. Close to the public quarantine zone. Got a couple RVs back there. I don't know what they're doing, but uh, I found it. So it's on uh, Highway 702 between Roy and Eatonville, if anyone wants to uh, check it out. Interesting things. Yep, there it is. So apparently this is, uh, here's one of the f uh, photos, uh, either from the video or uh, he took it himself here, but the Nisquay Active COVID Quarantine Site, closed to the public, entrance by medical uh, referral only. So this is on, I think, either on like an Indian tribe, and that's their wording, by the way. They don't call themselves uh, Native Americans. They call themselves Indians. Um, Nisquay Indian tribe. It's either close to that land or it's it's for them. It's for their group. It's, it's, it's just a quarantine site for the Nisquay Indian tribe. Or it just happened to be named that because that's in the area it is, and it will be for the uh, uh, for the, for for the actual Native Americans, <laughs> did, you, did you get that one? If they call themselves Indian tribes, and who are the Native Americans? Well, that's the that's the ones who are native to America because America didn't exist before. Well, the land existed. I'm not trying to say that, but the the, the country didn't exist. The, the the formulation, the the way that it came together, that was that was made by Europeans. Um, so, so yeah, so exciting stuff. Uh, ex expect more camps uh, to be built here in the, uh, was it the CDC green zones, as they call it, right? Uh, Army physician and aerospace medicine specialist calls on Pentagon to order all pilots who have received COVID-19 vaccine to be grounded. Why? Because there's so many issues associated with it, right? Hard issues by for one, for example. So that, they, that means they can't risk this kind of stuff. They know about the consequences, which means if they've been given COVID-19 vac vaccine uh, shots... Just like we saw these vehicles crash after people come, you know, oh, just getting the COVID shot and I got in a car accident because I passed out. They can't have they can't have pilots just passing out and letting these things crash. No, they're grounding them. They can't fly. A U.S. Army doctor who is a specialist in aerospace medicine has been made unprecedented call to Pentagon leaders asking them to ground all pilots in a service have gotten uh, in all services who had gotten the COVID nineteen vaccine. In an affidavit, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long lays out her reasoning with citations and studies saying that she's doing so under the auspices of the Military Whistleblower Protection Act. Uh, Long then went on to lay the auspices of the Military Whistleblower Protection uh, Act, to lay out her credentials. She earned bachelor's, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but anyway, you get the idea, right? This is how uh, nuts it is right now. Uh, two quick things, then I think we have to wrap up here. I think we'll do this, and we'll have to do ch the power outages and stuff in China, maybe Friday, because uh, I'm running a bit late here. But uh, check this out. This is kind of interesting. Uh, AstraZeneca to use new vaccine tech to treat cancer and heart disease. Remember this story? Remember this scenario, folks? AstraZeneca, a UK pharmaceutical company, has collaborated with scientists at Imperial College London, which gave us those wonderful lockdown advice early on in the in the uh, in the COVID uh, scamdemic, right? Remember, was it uh, Ian? Uh, oh, what was his last name again? Ian something, the guy who was behind it uh, all, who, who broke his own rules and then was ousted. But anyway, uh, they're, they're developing a new vaccine technology to, cre to treat cancer, heart disease, and other non-infectious diseases and illnesses. The technology, which was developed to target COVID-19, works 
by delivering a genetic material known as self-amplifying RNA to human cells. According to the independent, the cells are then trained to recognize and respond to infection. Imperial researchers hope to use the technology to create a COVID-19 jab. However, it never advanced beyond stage 2 clinical testing. Uh, so now they're moving on to cancer. Do you remember this scenario? Let me play this to you here. The world of medicine has seen its share of miracle cures, from the polio vaccine to heart transplants, but all past achievements may pale in comparison to the work of Dr. Alice Crippen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. What's the So, Dr. Crippen, give it to me in a nutshell. Well, the premise is quite simple. Um, take something designed by nature and reprogram it to make it work for the body rather than against it. You're talking about a virus? Indeed, yes, in this case, the measles um, virus, which has been engineered at a genetic level to be helpful rather than harmful. Um, and I, I find the best way to describe it is if you, can, if you can imagine your body as a highway and you picture the virus as a very fast car um, being driven by a very bad man, imagine the damage that that car could cause. Mm. Then if you replace that man with a cop, the picture changes, and that's essentially what we've Not done. really. <laughs> Not How these days. How many people have you treated so far? Well, we've had 10,009 um, clinical trials in humans so far. And how many are cancer-free? 10,009. So you have actually cured cancer? Yes, yes. Yes, we have. You guys remember that? <clears throat> Do you know which movie it's from? Uh, I'm Legend, right? Do you guys remember that? And then it was like, yeah, three three years later, everybody's dead, and we got these weird mutants, right? I know it's just, I know it's just a movie, lads. I I, I got you, right? But uh, yeah, I was rewatching these actually recently, the Omega Man, which is kind of, uh, I guess, the first. No, actually, it's the second adaptation of the novels by uh, Richard Matheson, right? And uh, I forget what the first one is called, but uh, the only thing that kind of, yeah, the Last Man on Earth is the first one, then it's the Omega Man, and then it's I Am Legend, right? Uh, but uh, the Omega Man kind of got it backwards, though. First, I read the plot, and it's like, oh, it's a vaccine that's causing all these weird things. But no, it's like, no, he's the only, excuse me, he's the only <laughs> survivor because he's he's invented the vaccine, and that's why. So you know, that's kind of backwards. But this one, though, I'm Legend, that begins with like they develop a, a a vaccine against cancer, and then basically everybody dies, and you have a new weird class of mutant zombies, basically. All right. Good stuff. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Do appreciate you. Thank you for joining us today. I'm going to wrap up right there. We'll talk about China and the power outages there. Uh, I think in the Friday show, we'll do that next. Um, RN Jimsis over on Entropy says energy weapons melt the graphene in the energy weapons melt the graphene in the pilot's blood. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that, but uh, yeah, who knows? Now, I think it's about the heart issue, the clots or something, right? myocarditis and other kinds of things. I mean, anything could happen, but a lot of people pass out, right? Uh, so you can't have them fly around. But the, how long is that period? How long is that going to go for? We, we, uh, we just don't know, right? All right, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us today. do appreciate you. Check us out over on, at RadiceMembers.com if you're just joining us here for the uh, streams. We do, of course, uh, shows as well on the weekends, Weekend Warrior. Uh, check those out. Those are exclusive for RadiceMembers.com. The latest show here was with... James Edwards, he was guest hosting with me. We talked about a lot of different topics. Um, but yeah, check those out. Those, that's good stuff. That's a great way of supporting us as well. RedEyes.tv and RedEyesMembers.com. That's where you can find our stuff. Gentlemen and ladies, we'll be back soon with much more. I think Friday, I'm wrapping up actually Lana's video on equity. So hopefully I can put in some time tomorrow 
uh, and have that up. Don't have too much to go in that one. It always takes a bit longer with the scripted shorter videos. Uh, but we do appreciate you. We appreciate your support. Everyone joining us today on Entropy and doing Super Chats, uh, whether it's on Odyssey or Entropy. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Keep fighting. And stay brave, everybody. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.